It's like a 60s spy movie. It's like a... It's not like he was going to do Spider-Man. So are we starting over? No. You're just talking, talking through, through the theme. Well, Welcome you're supposed to talk through the theme June. as he <laughs> brings it down. He didn't bring it down. You're supposed to start talking, and then he brings it down. <laughs> Welcome oh to Nerdables. This God. episode is brought to you by the need for a producer. <laughs> it's been three weeks. He's, he's lost his touch. It hasn't been three weeks. You're this is the out. third week, basically. What? This is the third week. We haven't Did recorded for two weeks, but it's three yeah. weeks. No, we only recorded, missed one week. No, we missed we missed the first. Did we? Yeah, because we didn't record on Super Bowl Sunday, and then we didn't do last week. Uh, we didn't do last week. I thought week. we did. We didn't do last week because you guys had to watch the Oscars, which was terrible. I don't care what people are saying that that's a great po- podcast. or podcast. <laughs> <That's>, it would have <laughs> been a great podcast. Best podcast. A great bro- broadcast. That was a terrible broadcast. Like yeah, there's so many people that are upset that that parasite was one for best foreign and best picture well it's because you don't know what you, you can't figure out this is what i said about scarlett johansson being in two categories it's not like people were saying i'm only going to vote for or i'm only going to nominate her right once it, even i'm oh, sorry even if people when i'm only going to nominate her once enough people picked that one for Marriage Story and Best Actress, mm-hmm. and enough people picked Jojo Rabbit and Supporting Actress that she gets both nominations. Correct. It's the same thing. In Parasite is the same thing for nominations and then wins. Mm-hmm. Because if you had enough people to vote for, let's, let's face it, most of the Academy probably doesn't vote for Best uh, International Film. Right. So they just picked the one that they either saw or everybody online told them you should have seen this. And then they did the same thing for Best Picture where they're like, well, I haven't seen it. Because I don't want to read anything, but I don't care about the other eight films. I still guarantee you, guarantee you, less than half of the Academy saw that film. I don't know. Because remember, Roma won last year for Best Foreign and was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, but it didn't win for Best Picture. I'm telling you that half of the people in the Academy did not see Parasite. Uh, it's possible. I, I mean, guarantee that's why they sent out would the guarantee I mean, that's why they sent out the... the uh, right, but they, people don't watch them. I know enough people who've gone through it. They don't watch them. And they just they basically vote on who they're told to vote for. Because you got the screeners and you haven't even seen it. I have seen it. Not before the Oscars. Yeah. You watched it before the Oscars? Yes. Because I distinctively remember, oh, we should no, watch I'm that. Sorry, you, I distinctively what? remember. No, that was the SAG thing for... Um, it was before SAG I didn't see it. But it was also the, the fact that... Um, what were we going to watch? For Ford yeah, Ford vs. Ferrari, they took it off the SAG. Yeah. We I were going to watch it through the SAG yeah. thing. It, look, what I'm saying, we have other topics, sorry, but we skipped that week, so we'll talk about it. I, I, would, <laughs> I would sincerely believe, I would not be shocked, and I'm saying that half the Academy didn't watch that. I, I can see that. If you have nine screeners, this is the other problem I have with so many. Although there's so many more screeners. When you when, when you have so many films that are vo- that are nominated for Best Picture, they open it up because they're like, oh, we don't want people to miss out on you know, uh, Dark Knight or whatever. Joker? Would, no. Remember, it started because Dark Knight wasn't oh, yeah. nominated for sure. Best Picture. Yes. Where they're just like, we got to get more Best Pictures in here because... How can you have the Best Actor award but not have a yeah. Best Picture? And it was stuff that was like something like Ford versus Ferrari, which is a great film, but it's not one of the top five in terms of the technical aspects of movie making. Right. But that, that still gets the prestige of being a Best Picture nominee, but everything's with an asterisk after you take out... You add four more films. But when you have nine and you're being asked to 
to to screen all nine of them. I guarantee you most of them are like, wait, I have to read this one? No. I'm going to watch Jojo Rabbit. I'm going to watch Ford versus Rory. I'm going to watch Joker. I'm going to watch Little Women or Marriage Story. That's one's got to be on the bottom of a lot of Academy members' lists. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just didn't get to it. But well, because it had such a huge critical reaction, and it felt like the weeks leading up to it, it was a lot of critics saying, well, it's not going to win because nobody else saw it. Right. Or it's not going to win because... But we're telling you this is the best picture. As a critic, yeah. we're telling you this is the best picture of the year. It's handled really well and all the stuff that's in there. 1917 is a great picture, and it would have been the one that I would have voted for, but it's also the one of the two that I saw. And it's it's done really, really well, mm-hmm. but it's easily digestible. Versus, and it also can be considered that it's something that, along the same vein of something we've seen before, it, in a way. Well, but no, but it has enough. It, it's a story that has been told a couple of times. It's a war story, sure. Right. But it's told in a unique way, a fairly unique way. And it's it's got great performances, and there's a lot of trickery in order to make the the way you make that picture right takes a deft hand, which is why I thought Sam Mendes would act, Sam Mendes would actually win for best director. Yeah, and I locked it for cinematography because the cinematographer on that film is amazing in order to be able to do that film. But 1917 is 90 minutes. Yeah, Parasite is what two hours? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. two hours, and you got to read all of it. Yeah. So I got into this discussion. With and no one watched, not a single Academy member finished The Irishman. I will guarantee you. Right. 11 nominations, zero awards. And I think part of it was sort of this kind of pushback of, this would have never worked in a theater. Yes. You would never be able to release that movie in a theater because it's boring at three hours to try and sit there. It's not Return of the King that, you know, that was released at like two hours 30 mm. or Endgame at 240, where it's exciting and it moves and it pushes you. This is a film well, the other that's thing really was, slow, and it's three and a half hours long or whatever it is, and it would have been a, a box office disaster. I think on a big screen, that de-aging process would look that, even that worse. That was the other big thing. That's and that's other... sort of just like, and, and it, it kills me because he should have never been nominated for Best Director right. on top of Greta, instead of uh, Greta Gerwig for Little Women. Oh, yeah, definitely. And to have those guys in the Best Actor and Supporting Actor categories takes away from people like Adam Sandler, who should have been nominated for Best Actor. To Eddie me. Murphy. Eddie Murphy for My Name is Dolomite. And if you're going to put some of them in Best Supporting, you probably could have done that with one or two actors that, that you feel are snubbed, right. where they could have been moved to a category where they would have had a better chance to I at least get a I still think that they need nomination. to open the, the Best Actor and Best Actress to, like, seven. No, instead of five, you got to keep it at five. It's just a point where, because you have to talk about everybody and you have to do, it's part of the problem with opening it to nine. You have a broadcast that's four hours. And even though it was a little bit shorter this year, it was interminably long. And I've said it for years. You've got to cut categories. You got to cut some of these places. And every year I kind of get to the point where I'm like, okay, I think at this point I had like 14 categories. Mm -hmm. You know, you get through best picture, best director, actor, actress, sporting actor, supporting actress, Technical. Um, no, no, no. The technical stuff. No, dump the technical stuff. Uh, song, Screen, screen. score, screenplay, adapted screenplay. And then I added best international film or uh, best animated. Those are the 11 I originally had, and I've added three since. The best international film, best uh, documentary long form, best documentary short form. And the reason I added those three is because of streaming services, those films are more accessible than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, American Factory, which won for best long documentary, is right. on Netflix. Oh yeah, it was uh, on Netflix. A bunch of a bunch. Of, well, that's the things I'm talking about. 
you have this avenue now where after you watch the Oscars, I, when I was a kid, you'd watch the Oscars. You were never going to see the best international film. Right. You were never going to see the best documentary short and long because you can't find it. We've even out here in LA, it was hell to find right now. It's pathetically easy. And so I think those types of pictures do need and deserve that recognition. The technical stuff, you got to dump it. Yeah. I get it. Production design, costume design, editing, sound editing. What I get that. that and I know that the governor's ball. The argument is, you know, they deserve their night. Or, no, they don't. Because you have this Oscars. You have it as boring as it is. Record low. Record low numbers. And when people tell you it doesn't matter because it's just for the people in the room, it's not just for the people in the room. Because if it didn't matter, ABC wouldn't pay millions of dollars in order to broadcast this every single year. Right. And the ratings continue to plummet because the stupid thing is three and a half hours long because I still don't understand why anybody thinks that the Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig bit was funny. It yeah, was interminably terrible, and it was and super, super so long. Was, so was the uh, Will Ferrell. The Will Ferrell and Julia Dreyfus I, I liked because they moved it fairly quickly, and it made sense, and it wasn't singing. Well, the Kristen because Wiig the singing, was so long. The Kristen Wiig stuff, not only were they singing, they're not singing about the, the, the actual uh, award. Right. You know, it has nothing to do with the subject matter. At least the, the funny bit with, with Ferrell and Julia Dreyfus was, to me, was still funny, but it's still in two categories that don't mean anything. Correct. 15, cinematography, because I think it's important for people to know that the director is not the one who has his eye in the lens the whole time. I, so I'll give you so, – so I've got up to 15. So every year kind of add one, but there's still a point where I think I, do, I think I dropped like eight categories from this year, and I don't need nine best picture montages. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is Ford versus Ferrari, and here's the trailer you saw six months ago. Right. If you're going to do 15 categories in memoriam – do the music because the music is important. Have Eminem for some reason up. show up when he's ten that years old. It was a bizarre piece. Out of all of the the great music that we've had, Eminem's there. That was the weird thing is because you know he didn't show up in the two thousand three Oscar when he won right. for that song, but he showed up now to do it. And I know he's got an album that's dropping this year. And it was like, okay, we, you know, we'll, we have to have some kind of edge to the he's show. He's also definitely not as important as he was 17 years that's ago. That's the other thing. It was such a weird choice because it was all these great songs that right. you had. I mean, I would have thought it would be something like, um, I'm trying to think of someone who has a great voice right now that would have performed Whitney Houston's uh, song from The Bodyguard. Right. Um, I Will Always Love You. Which is Dolly Parton song. That seemed to make more sense because that mm -hmm. was huge. Even My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Those are two of the biggest songs ever. Two of the biggest singles of all time. And they're both because they're see, in a movie this was like the hundredth episode, you know, the hundredth anniversary of the Oscars. I could see having them there. Because you're gonna do something. If you did where something you, where you did all of them though. Right, that's, that's what I mean. I is, don't understand how of all the songs that you have, you know, lyrical music that meant something in a film. That's mm -hmm. what you decided to end with. As a lot of people said, thank God they had it because everyone in the audience was asleep by that point. Yeah. And it finally got, gets a bunch of white people up just like, yeah. Although I didn't um, say it was like Martin, Martin Scorsese's daughter is not a fan of Eminem. They show a shot of the two of them and she's like, huh? <laughs> it was no, I was talking to a prominent director this week. Um, he did. Hoon Jong Hoon. <laughs> no, he, I, I can say that a couple of things. You know, he's done uh, episodes of The Colony and of Prison Break because there's multiple directors. But he was very, very upset with Parasite winning. You know, well, he, they won, because you know, it was, they won best 
international. I say winning is winning. I say, you I, vote, you vote. I say you change the international category to independent. No, best because independent you're gonna, film. The best, the independent spirit award's not going to do it. International, you have to have because you those films are never going to survive outside of Parasite, which is this kind of unicorn. Well, there's been 10, 11 Best Picture nominees that are foreign films. The only other one I can think of is Hidden Dragon, Crouching, or Crouching, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Because that was in... That's uh, the other... That's like Canada, one of the Canada other big ones. in Roma, and then the rest of them are yeah. films you would have never heard of. Right, but... Nominations are nominations and wins are wins. I mean, that's the Correct. thing is it's a voting process. It's not like you can come in and go, okay, there's only four international films now because Parasite's in both categories. We're going to take it away. Yeah. That, you can't do that. It just, it's there and no, people I, voted for it. And, I totally and the thing agree with, with you. With, with, um, with Boone is people, people in Hollywood love him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And his speech is just like Marty Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. Well, he, he gave his moment to these other directors. Because Quentin Tarantino, he would never has a director without Quentin Tarantino. A career, an American career, excuse me. Correct. Without Quentin Tarantino, who every time he released a film in Korea, Quentin saw it, went on his social media platforms, you know, did the videos. Guys, you gotta watch it. You gotta. does this crazy thing. If you gotta watch it, and Scorsese helped him and everything. And he's had American films before. Yeah. I think that's the the big thing with him is he's come and done pictures in America in in English, and then still goes back to Korea to do a, a Korean. Drama. Which his movies, his American movies are good too. Yeah. No, That's he's 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 a no he's he a visionary did, type of guy. I'm never gonna say that it didn't deserve to win. I haven't seen it, so I can't make that call one way or the other. I understand it winning. It was a weird mix of films too, because I thought the Joker was too divisive. There was no way Joker was gonna win. But see I thought I actually thought nineteen seventeen was gonna win because it was such an easy picture to digest. I thought nineteen seventeen was gonna or win especially once upon a time in Hollywood because one, they love Quentin Tarantino and two, it's about Hollywood. And Hollywood loves nothing more than a movie about Hollywood. Yes, but the problem with nine with 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 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I which I loved. I thought it was a amazing picture. But it's nothing that stood out. When, when you watch Parasite, you go, wow, this is different. Yes, but you also had the Irishman vote nominated, and the only thing that was different than any other, any other Martin Scorsese film was that it was three hours instead of two and a half. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Is That was one of those films. There was a lot of pictures before. in there you've seen before. Little Women, as, as well as Little Women, is done. You've seen it. That you've seen Little Women mm-hmm. be done before. Now, a lot of people are saying this is the best adaptation of it, sure. but you've seen it before. Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari is a very good film. It doesn't have that last oomph. If you're not into that story or into cars, it doesn't have a transformative sort of piece. You've had story before. Yeah. Well, you've always done. Yeah. There's no. There's it's no a, such thing as original film anymore. It's an easy story to do. There's no such thing as original film anymore. No, just, but that's where no. Parasite came in. No, it's an original film in that it's in Korean. Right. It's still. I mean, they've done that type of film before. It's the help. And that's the other thing. You know. Uh. Yeah. It's got some of the same themes. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I see, I still, I thought, I thought it was a stretch for Brad Pitt to win Best Supporting Actor. That's a, that's a Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, When totally. they gave it to him for the Revelin, it was, we should have done this a long time totally. ago. I totally, that's, I totally agree. I was surprised by how, how few times he was nominated. Yeah. If he's been nominated, I can't remember, was, has he been nominated before? Yes. It was once before, I think. I yeah. thought it was like two or three. It was something in there because it, I was kind of surprised. Wasn't by he how nominated? It was. For I thought he was nominated once before. Um, he was nominated for Benjamin Buttons, I believe. Yes. Was I he think. nominated for Seven? 
Uh, the best supporting actor? Yes. Yeah. And then there was um, one of the other ones that... Um, There's something that's in there. But it, I thought it was a little bit higher. But it still doesn't matter. No. And the same thing. In that category, with everyone that was there, if he doesn't win, who who are you really giving it to? I mean, that's the th- you looked at that category and go, it's almost by default. Right. And that's part of the problem with that Oscars, too. People said it was so boring is the four acting categories were right. They were all favorites. Yes. They, everyone picked them to win. So he's won. He's been nominated three times, and he's won twice. Well, twice? So no, no, no. Yeah. The, he only won once as an actor. As an actor, yeah, because Twelve Years a Slave, I think he won as a producer producer credit. Ah, but he was also nominated for The Big Short. Okay, that's right. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, so he only has two acting nominations. He has, uh, no, or yes, yes. The shirts like two for acting. I guess he didn't have seven. No, because Big Short says for Best Motion Picture of the Year. Big Short didn't win Best Picture, did it? No, but he was nominated. As oh, a, right. I, I guess he was a producer on that one too. But as on everything I do, <laughs> so I, th- I thought uh, it was like three or four as an actor. This is this is the first time, as far as the uh, oh no no Moneyball was another one. Yes, he was uh, nominated for Moneyball. He was nominated for Curious Case of Miss uh, Benjamin Button, and for Twelve Monkeys. So that's yeah. right. Oh, 12 Monkeys one of those forgotten yeah. great films. So four acting nominations and two um, producer nominations. Producer nominations. I knew I knew Benjamin Buttons. I knew Once Upon a Time. Oh, I forgot about Moneyball because that's when Jonah Hill got nominated as well. Mm-hmm. Did you, and Jonah he, Hill won? No. No. No, he didn't win. Moneyball didn't win any of the stuff yeah. he was nominated for. Moneyball's awesome. That was a great Um film. Yeah, it was a weird Oscars. Um it's terrible. It's so <laughs> It's and also it's weird because it's one of the few because of stuff I was doing that that night going through and paperwork and stuff and shredding and burning and stuff. I ended up watching the whole thing kind of in the background, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, I remember why I don't watch this anymore. This is horrendously bad. But I do believe that I do really feel that they need to have a best independent film. No, because it's it's a studio for it's always been a studio for. It, but that's why you can, you can then maybe fill it in with the category. Because of like what's, what's really an independent film? Like really, what's an independent film? Every film is financed or distributed by some sort of studio. Um, no, no. There's a lot of films not talking about YouTube. No, no. There's because, a lot of movies uh, that you know, like someone would be a director, Tolkien, and, and everything. Tolkien was an independent film. One person financed it that wanted to make the movie. That, w- that right. was done but who by distributed it? Uh, Legion Films or. What's okay. that one? Well, that's different no, because they're distributing really. it. It's still they're not look, financing no, it. What do you what what people think of? It's an independent film. It's not really an independent film. It still has a lot of the same. It gets a lot of the same breaks. It finds people that can. They, it's not you know I maxed out my credit cards and grabbed a hand cam and filmed Clerks. That's not true because those films are. But they go to Sundance and they go to some of these others yeah. and then they get picked up by a distributor. It's not an independent film. You, the category of independent film is too hard. You're not going to be able to come up with enough movies that fit what they would put in as a category for. In, look at the Independent Spirit see, Awards. Here's, if we wanna, here's if the Independent Spirit Awards, right? Oh, it's all independent. Hell of a lot of the same people who won for the Oscars won the Independent Spirit Awards. But like, kind of like you're saying, though, is if we would Right do, now, an independent film is anything not made by Disney. If we did an independent film and then we took it to Sundance and then Disney said, oh, I love this film. We no, I know how it works. That's no longer. That's still an independent film, but dis- it's being it's distributed. Not, Can it's, we do that? 
That's what I'm saying. It's not what people are going to think. Can can we do that? Because if you do that, Disney is going to pay for your Oscar campaign. It's not an independent film. Okay, there's where where you get into it. You're not going to get an independent film category. You're not. Because one thing is the Independent Spirit Awards is not going to let you. And they don't want it. They, They want that program to be its own program. That's true. This is a celebration of film that's like, hey, we gave this person $40 million to do a picture and we got Little Women and it's great. We gave this person $100 million to make Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's nine and a half hours long. For some reason, it rewrites Hollywood history for the hell of it. Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing. And here's a surprise. He's banging some hottie in it. Go. I mean, it's it's not, you're just going to, not going to find his date. <laughs> yeah. She's like some, like a 20 year old model that had He's no idea what was going on. Leonardo anyway. DiCaprio probably hasn't dated anyone for more than two weeks as an entire life. I know, right? And, and I do like that it got pointed out in the monologue that wasn't a monologue. Yes. Which everyone's like, oh, they, they need hosts. There's a difference between Steve Martin and Chris Rock coming up with five minutes of material than coming up with an hour and a half of material and a four-hour program. That you cut that after in. two hours in, you're like, I want these people off my effing TV because I need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I think getting rid, of the, getting rid of the host was one of their best things. It's fine. And people are like, well, you need something to move it along. I'm like, no, you don't. You need someone to stop. Did you like or not stop? I'm sorry. You need someone moving along. Isn't there having someone come in and add a minute of time and going, wow, how about that best picture with nominees? Huh? Look at that. The Ford versus Ferrari was great. Vroom, vroom. Speaking of vroom, vroom, here's vroom, vroom. Salma Hayek and Cameron Diaz with the best editing in a screenplay with four people in a booth. That's terrible. It's what it is. Did you like the fact that they had basic nobody's is a wrong term, but unknowns, you know, doing that, what you just described. What do you mean? Like they had, a, I mean, you still had presenters. I mean, you're always yeah, going to no, have you presenters. You had presenters, but you had, when they'd come back from commercial or something, when they were introducing those presenters, they would have a, a an upstart do that. Oh, I don't even remember that. They did it like three or four times. And one of them was a singer that did it. You know. A singer. I'm a winger and a singer. It's just all people from the Disney Junior channel. <laughs> it's all guys who are on, like, you know, uh, all of a sudden I can't remember any Disney shows. Sweet Life? Sure. Sweet Life with the new Zach and Cody. Bunk. Mm. Welcome to Nerdables. This Bunt. episode <laughs> we're discussing. Is that about cake? Bunk? Yeah, it's about, no. bun, it's about bun cake. It's about, um, it's about being at summer camp. It's bunt about being. Bunk. Oh, bunk. Bunk, bunk apostrophe bunk D. I was like, if it's about summer camp, it's going to be called Blunt. No, it's bunk. So, so here's what happened. Um, Jesse, you know, the, turned into bunk, bunked when she left the show. So they. Still I have had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what all those words mean, but what you just said makes no sense. I see the words coming. Yahoo out of your Serious mind. Film Festival. I know what all those words mean, but that sign makes no sense. Who Jesse? Who? What the hell are you talking about? The show Jesse. The one that had Cameron, um, what's his name? You are not Boyce. helping your cause. Huh? Boyce. Cameron Boyce. No idea what you're talking about. You know who Cameron Boyce was? Nope. The little kid that died not too long ago that was Shh. in Descendants. Fine. Okay. He was on that show with... Um, Why is it called <laughs> Jesse? Because she that was the, the main character's name. Okay. What was so it about? She was... So she was like a babysitter. Why do you both know what this is? <laughs> because I have a daughter that watched it. Doesn't mean you have to watch it with her. I That's why uh, Ethan watched it. It was probably because it was on while I was here when it came oh, up. Oh, whatever. 
So she was a babysitter to a bunch of rich kids or something like that. And so when she left, that's how he covers himself. (laughs) So when she left the show, they wanted to continue the show, so they sent them to summer camp. All the rich kids go to summer camp at the same time. Yep. How long? How many seasons is that show on while they're at summer camp? Now they're now the kids original from the original show are pretty much gone, so they've still continued it on for a couple of years. Who they're played? Who played? Who played Jesse? Is that Jesse Spano from? No, Day it's by uh, uh, Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan. Oh, uh, I know who Debbie Ryan is. <laughs> Didn't she do a show before that? Yes, she was on The Sweet Life. Wait, how old is Jesse? How long ago was that show? The show's on like for four or five years. Weird. Welcome to Nerdables. This episode, we're going to discuss Rick Moranis <laughs> shrinking more kids. This, this week, with this episode, we're going to discuss Jesse, Mighty the Ducks. Oscars, independent films, <laughs> Mighty Ducks Fly Again, Ra- uh, Raimi Major X Strange, Eternals Kiss, the, the voices I of, he was the gonna say Ray Romano. of Masters of the Universe. Uh, Strange Things leaves a Russian Valentine's Day card. Batman shows us his chest. Birds of Prey changes its name, but hits a sonic wall. And if you haven't noticed, it's... <coughs> you got to get to that button faster. Like, move your right hand already. I know you're tired, but you got to get on the button. So... Inconceivable! Oh, we we need all. more buttons or change those. Um, <laughs> you need a full thing. Like see, these, when I said the sonic wall, that's when you hit the the ring noise or the the coin noise. That's Super Mario, though. But it sounds like Sonic too. No, it doesn't. A little bit. Not, no, that's not Sonic. Um. So Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. The sonic thing should have been Lord of the Rings. What's wrong with you? Sonic becomes Lord of the Rings this weekend. It just doesn't. Uh, uh, that's a good one. Jesus, directors. You, that's where you give him the clapping one. Oh, yeah! <laughs> he doesn't know where the clapping one is. Um, so Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. Again. Again. Well, I can't, I can't, say, I can't say anything. Cause he was on the, he's on an episode of the Goldbergs where he basically yes, played he did. He did one thing, so he didn't necessarily come out of retirement but at that point. But Honey, yes. I Shrunk the Kids is coming back as a reboot. We don't know my, many details. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus, isn't it? I believe so. Uh, but we did get confirmation that Rick Moranis will be returning. So it's probably it's his original role. So it is yes. the true definition of a reboot in which the previous films and there was a TV series, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, are in existence, and the story will pick up many years later. I don't know if the TV series counts. Was the TV series the same family? Yes, it was supposedly quote unquote. How, I wonder. It's got to be tough to figure out how the hell to do a TV series. When the shtick of it is just, hey, we shrunk the kids. Because you figure after fourth episode, hey, what'd you do, Walter? <laughs> shrunk the kids down again. Wah, wah, wah. Well, no, I think it was him working in a laboratory. Because, oh. The whole I, show should have them been being The show tiny. was in, con- in continuity. Because he had taken the, the, the shrinking machine. Was or wasn't? Was. Okay. Because, it, you know, he'd taken the shrinking machine and it had... Um, Used it to start a, a, a laboratory or something. And so he was doing that other laboratory. <laughs> it was the laboratory that was in Ant-Man. <laughs> so they started doing other inventions and stuff. And I think that was the premise of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you um, really can't have. I mean, a cartoon, it usually works where you find, let's just do the same thing all over and over again. Well, <laughs> you can you imagine know, a live action series like that. And you're like, 
So let's see. First episode. Here we go. He accidentally shrinks the kids. All right, cool. What's the second episode? He shrinks the kids. That's the third episode. The kids get shrunk. <laughs> the fourth episode. It's like Friday the 13th. When you get to the fifth film, it's like send kids to camp and they get slaughtered. No one's going to. No, it's like two men and a baby. There was two men and a baby, two men and a little. Or no, look who's talking. It was look who's talking, look who's talking too. Yeah, he didn't grow fast enough. Look who's talking now because the animals started talking. Um, Talk to the animals. But it was, the movies were, what? Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Honey. I Shrunk Ourselves. Honey. No, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, that's when he makes him huge. And then, honey, I shrunk our we shrunk ourselves. There's a third one. Yes, yeah. is he in that? Yeah. Yes. When the hell was that? 1997. What's the original? 1989. Wow. How did they do that in 97? And then there's a TV series. The TV series was 1997 to 2020. So the TV series takes place after the third film. Correct. He didn't do that. No, that was Jay uh, Castanella. No, it was Peter. Um, oh, is that Peter Scolari? Scolari, yeah. Is he playing Rick Moranis's Rick Moranis's character? Yes, or is he he's playing, playing his Wayne. Weird. You need him in that. You need him in the new series. We're like, wait, are you? Hold on. Did you? I am you. You are me. So the promise the premise was Wayne Selinsky is a clumsy genius who comes up with a new with new gadgets and experiments all all the time, but something unusual goes wrong. And gets Wayne and his family into trouble, danger and fantastic, uh, danger and fantastical adventure. So either he every episode he is creating was, a new gadget. It was a new a new gadget of the week. I shrunk the kids. I blew I up the, the kids. kids. I up the switched kid. the kids' personalities. The dog is huge. The, yeah, the dog is huge. My son has a ginormous penis. <laughs> just something. I don't think they got to that one yet. No, that was the last episode. The last one is he just has this ginormous member. You know, there's a show and he called goes Honey, to high I school. Bought a House. And Honey, I Ruined a House. It's, <laughs> dude, every show on TLC is about a house. That's my favorite. Like, I'm a paleontologist and I'm an artist. What's your budget? $6.2 million. Like, it was just, <laughs> this show is so stupid. International House Hunters was the best. There's one I'm watching, and sure enough, he is. It's like Iceland. He's a paleontologist, and his wife is out of work, and their budget was $1.2 million to buy a home. So they buy beachfront property in Iceland. And it was so no, the, weird. The best part was the the one who's like a parking security attendant. Yeah. And his wife sells jewelry on the internet or something <laughs> like that. But we have a budget of two point five million. I was like, how? What does he do? Oh, he sells crack. Yeah, exactly. He's so, the, he's the kingpin of an international drug smuggling ring. So Moranis was really only out of the business for ten years. Yeah. Because in two thousand seven, how long it took him to raise his kids? Well, in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. they did the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's. Uh, Two for four tour, and then he and Goldberg's he played Dark Helmet, which I, I still haven't seen that episode, which I really loved that scene. And now he's doing what they call Shrunk. Is right now is the is the that's title. the name that's the name of the show, mm. movie, movie. Sorry, is it a movie or is it a show? I think it's, it's a, a movie. movie on Disney Plus. Movie on Disney. Yeah, that's the, that's the episode. They finally shink his son's penis. Josh Gad <laughs> is in it, which is probably going to be his son. <laughs> At 30 years old, still has a member that's longer than his leg. I still think that should be. just uses it as a pogo stick. I think it should be, honey, I shrunk the grandkids. (laughs) Or his grandkids find his 
lab or Honey, the grandkid shrunk me. Grandkids figure out that his his son has this ginormous (laughs) member. Where'd you get that, Dad? Well, see, your grandpa shot me with a laser beam 20 years ago, and I can't get rid of it. (laughs) If you experience... It's super dumb. 48 hours. Super dumb. You experience an erection for 48 hours or more. Dad, I've had this huge dog for 25 years. So, not only are we getting Honey, I Shrunk Whatever. It's called Shrunk. Or Shrunk. We're getting the Mighty Ducks returning. And guess who's going to be the coach? Gee, could it be Emilio Estevez? Emilio Estevez is coming back. You know how they got him? He's not doing anything. Yeah, they called him at the Burger King and said, you want to be in a, in a series again? He's, He's like, like, sure. Like, Did you see those pictures? Look, Charlie Sheen's not doing anything. Charlie either. Sheen stayed in shape. <laughs> Martin Sheen stayed in shape. Emilio Estevez decided, you know what? I think being a fry cook is really going to help. I well, can take all the, all, the, all the samples I want. Emilio Estevez showed up in both of Charlie Sheen's TV series, Two and a Half Men mm-hmm. and, and Anger, or whatever the uh, Anger Angry Dad. Yeah, <laughs> Angry Dad. Um, yeah, but he was still... I forgot was, that existed. That was the one FX gave him, like, $80 million to do 145... Episodes, yeah. did, how many episodes did that get? I think they did, like, 100 episodes. No. Yeah. That show did not get 100. Did, get, were they consecutive? Did he yes. shoot for 100 weeks in a row? I don't think if they shot consecutively but i'm pretty sure they did they shoot like a soap opera where they shot like three shows a day i mean they gave him a a yeah but a couple of years is anger management had 106 episodes shut up between 2012 to 2014 106 episodes in two years that's every week yep if there's 52 weeks in a year that's 104 well that's what they claim I mean, if it's, even it's if it's years? early 2014 yeah. to 2016, shit. if it's 214, 215, and 216, that's three years. Like if it started, so, if it started in January, when's the first episode? So check this out: season one, Janu- uh, June 28, 2012. In June. Oh, twelve. You said twelve. You said fourteen to sixteen. Oh, it's 2012 to 2014. It's still two years. It's 2012 to 2014. That's so, showing. <laughs> two, it started June. June 28, 2012 was the first episode. The f- end of the first season was August 23rd, 2012. So there were 10 episodes of first season. There are 90 in se- what is considered season two. That's like the old cartoons. Like yes. G.I. Joe season one is 186,000 episodes. It's probably season because two, they shot consecutively. So that's what I'm saying. He must have shot those shows weekly. It was like doing a game show. Season two ran January 17th, 2013 to December 22nd. 2014. So there's some show, there's some episodes that are, you know, like there were two of them on the 22nd. Of, oh, That's burning shows. They were burning. Yeah, they were burning shows. They were doing two uh, two a week. <laughs> That's 106 episodes in two years. Yeah. No wonder why he's on speed, right? <laughs> hey, Charlie, see- you ready? Hold on. I got to I got to do eight. I got to do six eight balls in order to get through 48 hours straight of filming. Well, you know, there's there's Martin Short or Martin Short. Martin Sheen has one of those uh, commercials that air like on CNN during yeah. the day, and Charlie's in it. You know, like his dad. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's for it's for um, Good RX or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. Yeah. It is. And I'm like, he must need some money if he's doing this for this day. De- what was that deal? That deal was like, it was unreal. It was something like eighty million dollars. Stupid. Like well, hundred and six in two years. 
Uh, we can barely do a show every three weeks. <laughs> it's 106 TV episodes. Well, I think if someone paid us $80 million to do it, I think we could crank out. If they pay $80 million before we started the show, guess what? We're not doing the show anymore. Yeah. So Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls yeah, I know who she is. Uh, is going to also be on uh, the Mighty Ducks series. And yeah. Charlie Sheen's going to probably show I saw up. that, and I was just sort of like, uh, Lauren Graham should have a better career than that. Right? You know. Gilmore Girls and Bad Santa. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> those, those two go together. <laughs> um, as so a yeah, hockey so fan. We're gonna, we're gonna get, as a hockey fan. Oh, no, somebody, it's, it's worthless. I've never seen them. They're absolutely oh, you terrible. Seen them? Hell no. As a, even as a hockey fan? That's not hockey. You want a hockey movie? Go see Miracle. But even somebody that's watched bad hockey movies? I haven't watched bad hockey movies. I don't watch hockey movies when the hockey isn't good. Even so, but you, you mean to tell me that Puck Podcast has never done? Oh, no, they've done them. I okay. wasn't there to watch them. Okay. The only the one that I was a part of was Slapshot 3. Right. Literally one of the five worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Naked Gun. Why can't I remember the actor's name? Leslie. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen is in that as the straight man. Oh, God. He doesn't have a single funny line in the whole thing. It's atrociously bad. Apparently, Slapshot 2 is worse. They did the the Ducks films. Doug is a Ducks fan. Yeah. Not because of the films, because he lived in Anaheim at the time. He lived in Orange County. He liked the idea of following a team from its inception. Mm-hmm. He's never He had never seen the films until they watched the first one for uh, every summer. They do a bad <laughs> hockey movie review, and they're hilarious, especially Doug's reviews of them are incredible. And they did Mighty Ducks, and it was just, Wow. Because th- they have the Mighty Ducks feature like an equipment guy or something for the rink yeah. who is this total creepster who just sits and watches oh, boys play yeah. hockey. It bad. It's no, bad. I have no, no. That's Let's do the flying V. That's where no. you get, that's terrible. He's way. already used it 40 times today. Yeah, you guys said I don't, I'm not allowed to use yeah, the fly, The flying V was their trademark. Yeah, no, I know what it was. I knew they existed. Wasn't there a show? Wasn't there a cartoon? Yeah, Wasn't there a cartoon? There was a cartoon. Yeah. There was a cartoon. Was a Wild Wing in the in the cartoon? Something like that. I think anyway. there was a live action show too. I thought there was a live action show on on one of the Disney channels. I think so. Yeah. All those things are atrociously bad. Disney Channel had that one karate one where it was like a karate studio, and it basically tried to make everything into some ninja thing. Oh God, no! It's terrible. <laughs> so no interest. Mighty Ducks. There was. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Or D two. The 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 Mighty Ducks, D3, the Mighty Ducks. Then you had Mighty Ducks, the cartoon. Yeah. Then you had Mighty Ducks, the first face-off, which was also the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Michael Eisner says, I need more people to see these films. Oh, I got an idea. I will buy an expansion franchise for $200 million and start playing them. So I can have people go see movies. And people wonder why Roy Disney was like, get this dude out of here. <laughs> he bought a, he bought and rebranded a franchise in order to sell a movie, for God's sakes. Um, uh, and then he sold the team. With all these remakes, you know, it does bring up a real quick question. Is that a remake or is it a reboot? It's a reboot. Yes, yeah, it's like he's still playing yeah. down in his luck corner. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna his be name down is on Gordon his... Bombay. <laughs> it's the stupidest name ever. Um, 
your mirror is driving me crazy because it looks like it's recessed because it's mirroring your recessed shelves on the other side. So it gives like this weird, <laughs> like I know that part of the house is not recessed, recessed or, or there's not like a, it looks like a window, a window into the soul. It's like a window into shelving that's under your, sh- under your, under sh- your stairs, <laughs> under your chairs, under your stairs. Um, what is sacred that you don't want being remade? Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like seriously, like well, I would I mean, never you have want Star Wars. Well, I never would want like Monty Python and the Holy Grail remade. You can't make, remake Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You could never remake that film. This this stuff that the Princess Bride, you Princess Br- Princess Bride can't do. The Princess Bride that Back means, to the Future. But see, right, Princess that. Bride brings up a great point because. They Sony Sony had said we're going to do it, and the internet went ballistic and said no. See, there's yeah. a difference between remakes and reboots, though. Like Back to the Future, they always said, if Robert Zemeckis were to tell me tomorrow there's a Back to the Future four, I have no problem with it as long as it's Robert Zemeckis and he decides to do we're moving the story forward into mm-hmm. some new one deal. The Ghostbusters remaking Ghostbusters with women didn't work for me. But rebooting but, it. But doing a, a sequel, a Ghostbusters 3, which right. is what we're getting, that exists in the universe of the first two films and features those characters makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because when you try to remake something, and I always say, don't remake stuff that's good. Right. Remake stuff that sucks. You know, exactly. Ocean's, Ocean's uh, 11 was not a good film with the Rat Pack. It was basically <laughs> what Ocean's 12 ended up being, which was, <laughs> hey, let's find some place to hang out and drink and smoke. Right. And find and find women. Oh, let's just set it in Italy. This is the Rat Packs already in Vegas. They're all doing their nightly shows or whatever, and they're like, "Let's do a picture and make some money," and that's what they did. And Steven Soderbergh says, "There's a good story underneath there. It's just not executed well." Right. He gets a great cast together and makes a great film. That's a perfect remake. Doing a remake of Gremlins. Yeah. Especially since you've had a sequel to Gremlins that's superior to the first one because it makes fun of the first one being so bad. Right. Gremlins is... You could remake Gremlins. I mean, we're getting... Would you remake it or would you reboot it? I'm sure Phoebe Cates could use the money. I mean, because it's easy. Phoebe Cates still alive. (laughs) Because that's an easy one to reboot. Because all you do is take another Mogwai or you take Gizmo. Yeah, but there's also something to be said for... If you're going to remake something like that, then you have to bring something original to it. Correct. And... You know, with, with with Ocean's Eleven, the the originality of it is it's a much more complex caper. I mean, it's layers oh, upon layers totally. upon layers, stuff that Steven Soderbergh does very, very, very well. There's a lot of twists and turns yeah. and surprises. So, I, it's sacred in terms of remake. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, anything, I think anything good you would say is sacred. Yeah. You're not making remaking Back to the Future. You're not remaking Star Wars. You're not remaking Indiana Jones. You're not remaking Star Trek. Well, you kind of did, you actually. Did. Never mind. <laughs> Star Trek fans label the movie as, <laughs> hate the movie and label it as fun and exciting. It's <laughs> one of my favorite Onion articles ever. Um, I mean, you made, yeah. But if you could pick one of them, like. But in a way, like in the, a way the, it's not a remake because it does, it, it, destroys the timeline and flips it to the other it's, one and everything. It, That's part of the fun of it is trying to figure out where the differences are. But just, if there's, people if there's are just one, like, why is Kirk in the wrong place? Like, because his dad dies, he doesn't, he doesn't enter Starfleet yeah. until much later than what he originally did. 
But if there's one film that you can say, you know, you put the stamp on it that can never be remade, what is it? Well, all of them would be franchise stuff. And so it's sort of like, <coughs> you know. Breathing. Breathing got hard there for a second. Breathing's hard for you all the time. I mean, you'd say a new hope. A new hope. It's like, you, you don't. Just keep giving me new stories. Yeah. But that's this type of film. Like, whatever. You never remake that film because there's so many stories in the universe that you build. What about, like, something like Time Bandits? It's a cult classic, you know. I wouldn't care one way or the other. See, something like that. Princess Bride would be the one that I would say. If, if I'm taking a single film yeah. that's not a franchise film, if there's one that I never want to see a remake because the original, to me, is perfect, and it's just never going to work, and what else are you going to introduce that's new? Right. You know, you're never going to get Carrie Elway's back. You're never going to get Andre the Giant back. You're never going to get Christopher Guest back. You know, those people in those roles that time. You're not going to get Billy Crystal, and um, I can never remember his his wife. It's right there. Gosh darn it. She's the original concept for Harley Quinn. Yeah. Can never remember her name, which is very is very disrespectful because she's a she's a legend. And yes, she just is. Come on. I don't remember. This is your this is your uh uh Devastator. Yeah. <laughs> She'll let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's here alone as the two of us have aneurysms. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to Nerdables and I'll see you later. Both of us are on the ground dead. Kane. Carol Kane? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's Carol Kane, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, there we go. But you're just not, you can't put that cast together now because Billy Crystal and Carol Kane are going to be like Will Ferrell and Julia Louis Dreyfus, and it just isn't the same thing. Who's Andre the Giant? You could Randy pick Macho Man Savage? Yeah, he's well, he can't too. be there. <laughs> you could pick a wrestler. The you, Big Show. The, I was going to say the Big the big Show. Yeah. But. <laughs> The big show can speak English, so it doesn't it doesn't have okay. that same I just thinking of Big Zach Show. Zach Efron as Wesley. If you think about Big Show being Fezzik, I would I would be disappointed. You think of anybody but Andre the Giant being Fezzik. They, all those characters Manny seem, Patinkin? Yeah. They told me to go back to the beginning. Where I am at the beginning. You're never gonna get him again. Mm-hmm. I'm not left-handed. I'm secret Jason. I'm not left-handed either. <laughs> and of course, my favorite line that nobody got when I was in the theater the first time. I wonder if he is using the same wind we are using. What I'm about what about dying that line every single time? Because it's one of those. It's just that underneath line that nobody. So the bulk of the theater doesn't get that. That is the stupidest question ever. Yep. He's right behind him. Of course, it's the same wind, you dumbass. What about Kate McKinnon playing no. the Carol no. Kane part? No, no, no. I could see that happen. I can no. see that. There, there no. is nothing to do with that film. No, make, I, I know. Make because a new film. That the film holds. Because think of something like uh, what was that singing one like two years ago? They had on ABC the show. It was. It took place in medieval ish. Oh, uh, wasn't it medieval or something? No, but whatever it was. That was something in the same kind of vein to some degree of yes. what The Princess Bride was. That's the type of thing you do. You could make a Princess Bride-esque film knowing that you can have fun at this type of adventure and, and sort of a medieval fantasy. Like a fairy and castle. tale adventure. But yeah, type, that type yeah. of thing and true love. Oh, we owed you some money. That's what it is. <laughs> that was the best thing. So, 
<laughs> Two mutton lettuce tomato hamlets. Mm. But the mutton's just too soon. The lettuce is just crispy. <laughs> Tomatoes just Yeah, I go back and I think even when we talked about... Gallivant. Gallivant. That was it. That was the ABC show. I oh, think I wanted about, it to be good. It was terrible. You know, like, if, if Sony decided to reboot it, who would they get for these characters? And I really can't think of anybody who could No, because it puts that... When you think about the fact, you could, when you, when you, you watch, characters, you you could think of actors to play them, but it would. It's not those it's those actors, thinking, but those roles are those characters. Yes, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. No, even like going back and saying like you know like you're suggesting Zac Efron for uh, Wesley. Wesley. I'm thinking about it. I don't think he could do it the same there's way. There's no way. There's n- he, won't he doesn't have, have, the have same, that same confidence yeah. and that oh, same that's thing. What, so there's a rumor going around that they that Pirates no, of the Caribbean no, no, no. may get rebooted as again because remember that those rumors were it's a movie it's a Disney series and all of that got quashed. Well, it's the rumor was it's going to be a Disney uh, plus was, series. It was going to be a movie that and then the writers left and then it was a Disney plus series and the Disney plus series got canceled. And the Disney plus series now that they're talking about is going to be a prequel, which would be Jack Sparrow younger. No, which would be Zach Out. Ef- they wanted no. Zach Efron. No, I said no. If you're gonna do that, I would rather them just be like, just rewrite the rules of reality, make it a prequel, make it Jack Sparrow younger, but Keith Richards plays him, and you literally can't understand a word he says for the entire series. <laughs> how would you make him younger? That's Keith the Richards? whole point because that's how stupid that sounds. It's terrible. Yeah, no. it's terrible. No. Terrible. It's terrible. I was gonna say something. Where's your button? That's terrible. We were talking about something. I don't remember what it was when I was talking about. Gosh darn it! We were talking about Mighty Ducks. No, 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 no. About uh, when we were talking about Princess Bride. There was something in my head that I was going to try and get. So what do you think about the... Oh, when thinking of those characters playing those roles and not being... When you see uh, Mission Impossible 2 was on. Doug Ray Scott's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be Wolverine. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. Yeah. Right? Now you look at it and go, there's no way that would have ever been as good. Um, Who who was the one that that actually started shooting Lord of the Rings as, as Aragorn? There's a gentleman that started. He's, yes. he's well known enough, and Peter Jackson basically fired him yeah. and said, "We got to be Viggo Mortensen." There's not a person on earth that I oh, can no, see yeah, doing Viggo Mortensen. I couldn't imagine anyone else being him. Exactly, man. Sam. Yeah. Who the hell else besides the Goonie is going to play Sam? Right. You know, Josh Gad is Sam. No, go home. There's just no, those care. Those <laughs> actors embody those. Well, Sam does go home. Uh, <laughs> Josh Gad is Sam. He breaks out in the song. <laughs> he did have one of the funnier lines on the Oscars, though. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so moving on, Sam Raimi. <laughs> it's like we have. I know. We had a 40-minute talk of Oscars before we even got to the run. Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend, that's right. Stuart Townsend. Oh, he hasn't done anything. No, he got fired by Peter Jackson. He didn't do crap. He was in uh, League of Strange Gentlemen, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. Wasn't he uh, Mark Twain or whatever? He was no. the added character. He was the added character, but he wasn't the. He wasn't Mark Twain. He was Dorian Gray. No, the the American character in it is added. Yes, the American character, but but Stuart Townsend was Dorian, was Dorian Gray. Gray. I don't think Dorian Gray's in the original comic. No, see, looking at pictures of Stuart Townsend because I have no idea who he was. He looks like a douchebag anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Dorian Gray character from. League of the Extraordinary Gentlemen was the reason we ended up watching the Dorian Gray movie because we wanted to find out more so, about that character. So now there's even more reason to hate <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, I'll talk about a movie to remake. 
Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's, that's actually that's, that's a, a good, good idea because the concept is still decent. Yeah, that's if you a, add a little, extra, you know, yeah, something like that. They talked about remaking that at one point too. Yeah, and then Alan Moore got a, like a boiled some frogs or something. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. No League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but you get residuals. I don't want residual checks. I want Eye of Newt, so I can make a new stew of magic. They talked about making lost oh, girls. Yeah. yeah, just go to the internet. <laughs> Type in porn. <laughs> Click, look through all the choices, and one of them says, girls whose daddies don't love them find each other. Click, oh, lost girls. Uh, <laughs> um, what about Sam Raimi directing uh, uh, Doctor Strange? Not going to happen. I don't think so either. I love the choice. Do be you? Interesting. Well, that would be fascinating to me. If Again, keep, keep the idea if, if, I get, if I get if I get Sam Raimi from you know Evil Dead and yeah. Spider, not Sam Raimi from Spider Man Three, where he's so pissed off at Sony, he intentionally makes a terrible film. Sure, it would be fascinating to me. But we've seen really outside of Taika, we haven't seen a very strong personality director type thing for years. James Gunn. It. I don't think Gunn had that clout when he started Guardians. You don't think the Russo brothers? Since, since except for Taika. Oh, except for but even even the Russo brothers when they started, that they, those guys aren't these big huge directors. What about uh, Joss Whedon? That's what I'm talking about. You got Joss. We haven't oh. seen it lately. Yes, you had Joss Whedon. You had Kenneth Branagh do Thor. Mm -hmm. um, Joe Johnson doing Captain America. Not really an independent. Type. He's a good studio guy, but a name. He did Jurassic Park three. Right. Um, He's also responsible for a lot of the work for Star Wars. Uh, but then we start seeing, you know, Edgar Wright gets canned. Mm -hmm. um, the gentleman that was going to do Black Panther had a bit of a name, especially as an African-American filmmaker, right. who didn't, can's a hard word. He basically turned in the script, and, uh, turned in the pitch in the script, and they said no, and he Correct. walked away, which is fine. We have now someone who was supposed to direct direct uh, Doctor Strange 2, was the director of the first one, whose name I can never remember because I'm terrible with names. And now they're looking for a director, and Sam Raimi's name is rumored to be in the mix. I feel like because of what we've seen so far and the way Marvel works and Lucasfilm works under Disney and the problems that Lucasfilm has had with strong kind of independent-ish directors is if you hire Sam Raimi, you're only hiring him to fire him because he's not going to finish that film, to me. I hope he does. But especially, he seems an odd act, an odd choice for someone that you're going to tell him, we're making a TV series. You're not involved. This movie comes off of the TV series. Scott you got Derrickson? Hmm? Scott Derrickson? Is it, Der is it Derrickson, isn't it? Der uh, Derrickson. Yeah. Derrickson. Sorry, Mr. Derrickson. Um, to have a director come in like that as Sam Raimi and tell him you got to watch these six hours and you got to make your direction and script. You and know what's funny though fit. is they have Sam now IMDb of course take it as it is yeah has Raimi listed as the director <laughs> even though it's still in talks yeah um I would I'd, I'd really be interested in that choice but how many times how many times lately outside of Taika and who really wasn't super well-known in terms of a mainstream. Have you seen, have you looked at a choice as a director for a film, a Marvel film, and you go, oh, wow, that's that's totally different. Well, okay, who would you pick then? 
Because, uh, I have no is, idea. Because the majority of them, we really didn't know who they were. No. See, if the, if this is supposed to be quote unquote Marvel's first horror film, you know, and it's supposed to be. I said when he was off. That's mo- my fear is that they get rid. They got rid of him because like it's not a horror film. Disney doesn't want a horror. That's film. why Raimi makes a good choice. Yeah, but Raimi doesn't just. Yeah, but he doesn't just do horror. No, but Th- that's what I mean is he he's done horror, and he's done superhero. Yes. He can. He, but he the, would be a good idea, a good one to bring. That's to not the question. The question is, was what Derrickson bringing a horror film and Disney freaked out? Or does Disney want a horror film and Derrickson didn't do it? That's the questions. Those are the two questions we have to ask. Because bringing Raimi in, Raimi's talented. He can make any type of film you want. Right. You know, it's just, it's, we pigeonholed so many directors where they're just like, you know. The Russos did what? A bunch of episodes of Community, for God's sakes. And they're like, oh, they're never going to be able to do a Marvel film. Oh, wait, they did everyone's favorite Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Or Marvel films. I have a feeling that... Are you hooked on it? <laughs> I have a Get feeling... Out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You talk about bad I'm jokes. sorry, doctors. You talk She's to not a doctor because she doesn't have patience. <laughs> I have a feeling that joke was better than that. No, it was not. It was. No, because this one had timing. Just boom, right in there. Since it takes a long time for Rich Rich to be able to gather his thoughts. Right. I have a feeling that Deckerson was bringing in a film. Derrickson. was bringing a film that was too horror. When you look at... If if you're asking me to put money on it, yes. When you look at his resume... Oh, yeah. Just just looking at his resume, I I know that doesn't qualify or anything because the Russo brothers did community. You know you, that there's still something if it, if you have a question that has a definitive answer. Yeah. Disney didn't like Derrickson's direction because it's too horror or it's not horror enough. Right. If you're asking me to put money on the table, totally too horror. Yeah. You know, just like if if Rogue One, if Gareth Edwards puts together Saving Private Ryan, and Disney doesn't want that film. You know, yeah. if you put money on it, if if the reason was it's too much of a war film or it's not enough of a war film. It's not what we wanted when it's Disney. I'd always bet the under, I'm sorry. I always bet the over, over that it's too much more than what they want, right. which sucks because you're not going to get I still would love. I love, would love, love, love to have a true star Wars war picture. In the trenches. I think you got as close as you're going to get. I was really surprised by how much we actually got in Rogue One. Yeah. Because of the partisans and what they're kind of there and what Jin goes through and the fact that the rebellion is, is, you know, the Rebel Alliance isn't really shown as the best of the good guys. Correct. People who murder people. You know, Cassian murders that guy Ca- on the on, Cassian the, on the show. Thing. Could be that. I'd love that. That'd be amazing. I was, I was obviously very happy with what we got. Yeah. Could you tick it a little? Sure. But... I got what I got, and I'm never going to get Rogue Squadron. I'm never going to get the Battlefront book, the first one. Right. Um, but that's but it, the same thing here is you're adapting a genre into your into your movie. We saw that with the the kind of Manchurian Candidate sort of thriller in first and uh, Winter Soldier. You know, we did the Manchurian Candidate, except there's a lot more explosions. Yeah, and stuff you know, shooting and it's craziness. So I don't. We'll see who it was. If I want anything from Marvel, I want to know what Edgar Wright's Ant Man movie was. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I want. That's the that's the behind the scenes things I always want to know. It's like what was Edgar Wright's film? 
And did it start? Uh, I'm going to say, because I know I didn't say these in a certain order, but I want to save, I think I'm going to save the Master Universe for last because I really want to. I think that's probably the easiest one to say. Um, so Stranger Things. I don't think anybody cares about the order considering it took us 40 minutes to get to it. Uh, Stranger Especially when we run on a tangent before we start <laughs> even the opening. You're welcome. Uh, I'm providing content, okay? So Stranger Things put out a teaser trailer on Valentine's Day, which they they put out as that was their love, you know, their their Valentine's Day present to the fans. <laughs> it shows what every what they, everybody's saying that the new season's going to be is that the new season's going to take place in Russia. Yes, because it always take place in Russia. Because they're going to go save Hopper, which we find out at the end of season three, he He's disappears. The Red Guardian. He disappeared. We'll get to that. Well, he disappears. That's the first thing I thought, too. I know. Like, of course it's in Russia. He's the Red Guardian. <laughs> it just made it still fits. <laughs> no, so does he die in the last episode or last season? Quote, unquote, yes. You know he's alive, but the people no. in the show think he's dead? Um, You see him, or you, you think that maybe he's alive because once he goes to this, like, you know, this portal thing explodes... The next thing you say is a Russian prison, and you see kind of hands there that you know maybe okay. Hopper. So you're like kind of given the you're given the idea to the audience that the he audience may be still alive. Yeah, now so you see in this the trailer, people in the in the, the within in the, the world. within the universe think he's dead. Correct. Okay. But now with this trailer, you see that he is in some kind of Russian or, or excuse me, Soviet Union. Uh, still Russia. Yes, but it's the eighties. It's it's. I don't think he's in the Ukraine, so he can be at Russia. Right. So he Russia's the the, the major state of the Soviet Union. Well, I don't know. It could be because he's in the. It's more than likely Siberia because it's still Russia. Yes, um, because it's all snow. Ow, that hurt. Well, um, Russia is snow. <laughs> but snow is Russia. We see Russia him. We see him snow. doing some kind of work camp type thing. Does he have vodka? And that's all. It, you know, there's no vodka. Um, there's always vodka. There's always vodka. <laughs> there's always vodka. There's always vodka. There are only two things in Russia. So Marks, Marks and vodka. So that's what everybody got excited about, you know, because there was, you get to see Hopper. Because you, you, we know there's another season of Stranger Things. Right. We didn't know that. Well, this is also going to be the final season. <laughs> I say. Yeah. I'm sure. There, I'm there, sure that, but there's already talk of possibly a spinoff type thing. Yeah, of course, is gonna, this is the final season that David. It'd probably be the final David season. David Harbour's like, yeah, cast. you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. Well, and Mealy Bobby Brown and. Well, the kids are getting older. So it's even, not like even. That, no, the kid with the lisp is going to be the, the spinoff. Come on. Where else is that kid going to get a job? That's. What is he going to do? Godzilla 4? Because the so. other kid, the other kid's Ghostbusters. I mean, he's in all kinds of stuff now. He's in yeah. Ghostbusters. He was in that. Boys. The other kids in yeah, Ghostbusters. Some do that. Millie Bobby Brown is in Drake's basement. <laughs> Everyone's got somewhere to be except I, for the Dustin. I set you up for that one. <laughs> Dustin's still there, like I, I he's, got got a, he's got a singing career. Sweet Jesus, no. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Good for him. Um, Meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> so, speaking of teasers, we also got. Well, no, listen, you're the Stranger Things fan. Are you excited for? I mean, are you super pumped because it's Stranger Things? Does the does the teaser make you more excited knowing that you're going to go to Mother Russia, where I'm, there will be bears? I'm not Demagorgon bears. Part it, of my part part of the reason I like the show is the nostalgia of the '80s. That is nothing but nostalgia. And Russia. nostalgia for 1960. If, if you're going to Russia, then you're you're going to take out that major aspect of the show. No, but then you get the the advantage of 
long-winded <laughs> sociopolitical commentary of show about how communism is good for people. And my question is, work will set you free. How do you get the kids logically to Russia? Other than just you know through a porthole or some you know or something like that portal. Or a portal <laughs> I don't think they're going through a porthole on a ship, bro. Hoping you guys. Hey guys, let's get on that carnival cruise. Hey. Doink. I was We're in Russia. Port- if portal is in porthole, then yes. <laughs> it's really this is porthole. Portal. Miss that one. Portal. Butthole. Porthole. In Russia, you do not come to Russia in porthole. Portal comes to you. Um. So Mother Russia, <laughs> nostalgia remembers you. We I also think you like nostalgia, actually, but I think to do something a little bit different would be interesting. If you said, I think so. Hopefully, the, you said yes. it in Russia. Put the kids there. Or put what if they get Russian kids? What if what if we See, have Russian? What, what if number twelve is a Russian? That's what I was wondering. If they, you know, I mean, because they, they program do, moved to they've Russia. They've already shown that there are other numbers. You know, there's lots of numbers. <laughs> but I mean, there is seven. <laughs> there is fourteen. Ninety-two. There is only one one number that carries. The good of many better than good of one, except for party. The, but there's not. They've already shown you other, number other ca- kids that you know are yeah. older or younger. That it's probably him saving the other kids. What yeah. if you take a season off from the kids and then you have the fifth one be about the kids again as That'd a little be bit interesting. older? Because that's all anybody cares about is the the. The love interest? Well, no, they they take care, they care about David Harbour and Steve or whatever, who was like a jerk in the first one. Then everyone was like, I kind of want what is what's in his pants. Let's make him the character. Yeah. And he also had Uma Thurman's daughter in there. What happened to Barb? Why isn't there a whole season about Barb? She died she in the did. first season. No, she come back. She did. David Harbour's supposed to die, but she came back. Where's Barb? Barb is Why isn't Barb in Russia? How many accents can we do for one show for one topic? <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you? Barb's coming to Russia. Which That's how the kids get there. You the know, show's Barb's in Indiana, like, so you can't really do it. I know, but you can't say Barb without saying Barb. Barb. <laughs> hey, Barb. Wasn't there a commercial? <laughs> Probably. With that woman, like a woman talking um, like that. Hey, Barb. Hey, Barb. So speaking not of, it's not how any of this works. We also got another teaser last <laughs> week, which was how long have we been recording? <laughs> the uh, test footage, six. the test footage for Batman's. Batman. I guess what he's just armor or his suit. They show his, his suit, suit and Robin Pattinson. Robert. It's mainly Pattinson his cowl and like the top yeah, of the suit. Top of the suit. Yeah. So it looks very Arkham or Arkham Asylum like. It's got a very minimal kind of crest, mm-hmm. but it's done in. A metal or a different type of. Here's Kevlar. the other thing that I mean, like I know we're gonna probably brush up on it, and um, people talking about how the bat symbol is the gun that killed Thomas and Martha. They said I, it looks I, like I, there, I have there no was someone, idea how someone put that out there, but I was like, here's the thing: there's someone that uh, put a clip from one of the comics. I don't even know what the comic is from, but it's Bruce Wayne and has the gun that killed his parents in the Bat Cave, and he looks at it and he melts it down to create the bat symbol for a suit. So maybe mm. that's what people are thinking. Be- the down. But Promise. is that, that all in I year one? I have no idea. No, no. it's not in year one. No, it nothing like that something dumb is recent. in year one. Uh, <laughs> it's probably something Scott Snyder did. He likes but I mean, like, he, that's an idea. It's not the actual gun cut in half, and he's like, okay, I shaped it like a bat. Right, but that's what they're saying. But he is may it have taken the metal from the gun and melted it down. Sure. And make you it. Can, you can if you if you... Open your mind up to the notion that open it, your mind that it that it's the revolver in. cut in half, and you've taken off from the 
Well, the weird thing is everyone keeps talking about the, the well, we keep down. talking about the symbol because I found someone that put that on there, but it's more of what he looks like in it. The suit yes. is very Arkham Asylum like, so mm-hmm. it's got it's got a lot of it's got a lot of lines and you know almost looks and like by Arkham and Asylum holes. we're talking about like the, the video game. games. Yeah, the video. Yeah. Games. So he doesn't have. It's always like when they have the chin on the on the on the, the bottom part of the, the cow, but he, it looks like he doesn't have that. I yeah. think <laughs> he's also Robert Patterson did say he's not bulking up, and there is not going to be any bat padding in the suit. There's going to be bat pure West. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about the modern films. Everyone <laughs> needs a suit to be able to hide in pure. Yeah, but the West. armor itself has shape and is going to give him. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, he's, he's wearing a Kevlar. Yeah. But yes. it, it's still, he's going to be a. I'm sure when scrawnier. he comes into the Batcave after he gets beaten up and he's got scratches on him and he's shirtless, I'm pretty sure Robert Pattinson is still going to be ripped. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just but he's not, not going to be. Because let's, let's face it, Ben Affleck is bulky because he was fat. You didn't get a lot of shots of him and well, anything no, but a long coat, but also right? Ben Affleck got went to the gym a lot and worked out a ton. Yeah, but you saw the he pictures still, of him sitting outside was, of the gym where he's he, he worked out his chest and his arms. He was he beefy, didn't, but he, he didn't still, stop eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. yeah, he didn't stop having a shake. It's not uh, and, and he Henry wasn't Cavill. Yeah, Cavill, Cavill, Cavill. Yeah, let me no. tell you, I've seen The Witcher, Henry Cavill. Yeah, that Superman suit has no extra on it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. A dude is ripped yeah. like a mother. Yep, he's like Hugh Jackman. Did you see the video? Total side. You see the video of the uh, the fan in Australia went to the Hugh Jackman concert or whatever. Yeah, he's in the front row. He's wearing a Wolverine t- t- shirt and he's like videotaping it. And, and Hugh Jackman comes over to him and this kid is freaking out. It's like gentlemen, he's a little old. And he gets all these high fives and Hugh Jackman is like screaming Wolverine style into the into his camera and then he takes the camera from him and he like. Yeah, and then he turns the camera around to the kid, and the kid's like, "Yeah!" And, he's, and the kid's popping up and down, and he's got he's got um he's got his drumsticks in his hand. And I was always, the only thing I'm disappointed is he didn't put the drumsticks between his fingers. Yeah, thing. and he just like the kid is going crazy. He's going crazy. He gives him a big hug, and I'm just like, you know, that's like one of the best human beings on the planet. Hugh Jackman's one of the cool, he's such yeah. a cool dude. He just made that kid's day. It like the, the it reminded me of the video when um uh uh Metallica. The, the head singer James Hetfield when he signed mm-hmm. that guitar for that dude yeah he was just back there like I'm gonna meet him and he takes the guitar and the, the, the kid is looking at him with his eyes as big as like you know dinner plates no way and he signs the guitar and gives it to him those are, those interactions are awesome there, there's there are there I was just matter of fact I was just talking to somebody else about that this week with you know how someone put the two are, videos together so you see the video from the person the video from his own phone him, yeah and then you see oh, the that's video cool from I gotta find that I haven't he, seen the video from and his he phone. matched it up so it's like it's in, in oh. sync with each other. So. Yeah, so I was cool. talking. I was talking to a buddy that um, his friend used to be uh, Keanu Reeves' driver, mm. and he said when you know when Keanu I'm get sorry. in the car, Jesus, <laughs> would get in the car. You know, he just always talked to him. You know, just they talk. They yeah. shot the shit. You know, they just talked about whatever. He said it was one of the. He's one of the coolest, nicest guy, and he's just a normal dude. Just that's just it for the he's most normal. Part. He's dude. a guy who ride who rode the subway to the sets and stuff, and gave up his seat to an older woman. Yeah, it's just Keanu Reeves is just like this weird. It's not. We, here's the thing: Keanu Reeves is not better than any. He's normal, correct? Yeah. But because he's a star, that normally being a nice person and a good person, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily him. Even like the charity that he does or that other stuff, it was like Robin Williams, where people would talk about. He knew the hairstylist names. He knew yeah. the grip's name. He knew the lighting guy's name. He knew the best boy's name. He knew the the PA's name. And when he went to sets, hey Roger, how you doing? 
How's your wife? How's right. he? he knew, he made sure that he knew everybody's kind of story that was mm-hmm. there. It was personal to all of them, which is normal in a workplace environment. <laughs> well, but because so many people don't do that, you know, it's the, the old, the, the, the story with Joan Rivers asking, like, why the hell do you do that? Yeah. Robin Williams was sort of like, why the hell do you not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not do that? Well, I, I watched uh, Johnny Depp on the set of Blow walk up to some extras that were just standing just there. Just punch them in the head. No, I, but they were, you know, one of them was playing with the yo-yo and everything. And Johnny stood there for like 30 minutes with the guy learning how to, to do the yo-yo and just walked around, was talking to people. And just You, you also have to remember actors on set have so much time for nothing. Well, yeah, that's true. You, well, when they <laughs> have to set up a new scene or yeah, something. Yeah, you're bored out of your skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yes, to use that time rather than going back to your trailer or, you know, scoring some blow from somebody and just, you know, like mm. go and snort up some stuff up or just like, hey, find me a prostitute down the street. Actually go and talk to someone who's an extra. Well, no. Beth will tell you the story that, you know, McConaughey was sitting there with me one day and she was having one of the worst days that she's ever, you know, ever had at work. And I was, you know, talking to her and he grabs the phone from me and starts talking to her. And she, halfway through the conversation, she's like, I think I'm talking, you know, she's like, I was talking to Matthew. And then all of a sudden he says, his, all right, all right. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> my day's just gotten better because I just got to talk to him. And so after that, she was, all right, all right, all she right. She was, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to ride my steer. But, I mean, it's just, you know. That's terrible. From the airport. <laughs> I don't drive Lincolns. I did on my steer. And I ride him all the way to <laughs> stadium. He got that in today. Long horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Birds of Prey, the emancipation, uh, the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, decided to change its name this week to, to well, didn't Harley Quinn, it. colon, Birds of Prey. They didn't change it. They changed it on the marquees at the theaters. Theaters have changed it for the marquees. The, well, the, the theaters, the were, the theaters were told to change it. And the studio has made it adamant that we have not changed the name, that it was only for the online services that these theaters yes. use. They're not yes, obviously they're not going to change the yeah. name and send out brand new marketing because that would Well, cost. more than likely it's because if you go if you go to a site to buy digital tickets or whatever or, or buy tickets online, you're typing in Harley Quinn and if it's at the end of it, it may not come up. Correct. Right. Because if those if those ones have a certain number of you know, you only get 100 characters, it cuts off the Harley Quinn. Yeah. No. So that if you type in Harley Quinn, it's not going to find It's it. the same thing as the um the Tom Cruise movie. It's, um, no, it's different than the Tom Cruise movie because more than likely what this is is people were s- searching for a specific term. Right. Because I want to see the Harley Quinn movie, not understanding that the movie is not titled Harley Quinn. The change of Edge of Tomorrow was that Edge of Tomorrow had nothing to do with the film. It just was three correct. words that they put together. Correct. And they changed it to, what was it, shoot, kill, repeat or something like that? Yeah. That was what it was originally. Originally it was yeah, shoot, that, kill, repeat. Yeah. Something like that. When and it was then, released in theaters, it was Edge of Tomorrow. And Correct. then they changed it when it went to the DVD release because that was the name of the, the original. Um, well, the original name was supposed to be Shoot, Kill, Repeat. Right, because that's the name of the story that it's yes. based on. Yes. And then it was changed to Age of Tomorrow. Well, But, but the, when you watch the story, it's like kind of get why it would be titled that. One of the most underrated and best sci-fi action films you'll ever see. And Tom Cruise in it is amazing. But here's the thing. About I always I wish Mikey was here because Mikey hates him so much. I know. And there's this funny thing is uh, a writer I follow. Chuck twice Dixon, we've talked about we've, the yeah. Tom Cruise and we watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, Chuck Dixon, as, as a writer, was he reviews movies like every day or whatever, and he was talking about Oblivion, which is yeah. a, a fairly crack shot 
you know, sci-fi action movie mm-hmm. that is really well done. And he was talking about it. I don't understand why people hate Tom Cruise. If it's the personal stuff, yeah, I get it. But Oblivion to hate him in a really film. Good. Oblivion was great for what it was and what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's done really well. It's very straightforward in terms of it's produced well, it's written well, just go. Shoot, Kill repeats the same thing. I mean, well, it's actually a lot better than that film. Yeah. Because it, the twist is amazing. And his humor in that is so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. I got to watch that movie again. Um, so, but anyways, changing the name to help with online sales or whatever hasn't helped <laughs> because it got blown no, out of the water this weekend by Sonic the Hedgehog. And apparently it's, uh, it's all because men don't want to go and see the movie and support Harley Quinn. No, it's That's men didn't want to go see the movies because they think all the girls who are supposed to be beautiful are ugly. Well, here's the thing. That's here's the big thing is how could, I keep seeing those things. Like, I don't understand how DC could take someone like Margot Robbie and make her look ugly. There's a lot of people that were complaining that the shorts she was wearing make her look like she's a big fat ass and stuff like that. It's like, what are you talking about? You're I talking saw about the, her being a fat ass. I saw the film. It's it's funny because out of the three of us, I think you were the one that's you know, just I seeing know. it. You're the one that's mm. seen it. I saw it. Uh, it's it. better than... Suicide Squad. Everything is better than Suicide Squad. Rosie Perez, I'm sorry, should not have been in the film. Even her Girl. character didn't need mm. to be in the film. Uh, and Mary Elizabeth Winston, I'm sorry. Winstead. Winstead. I'm sorry. I love her as an actress, but she was terrible as the Huntress. I'm interested to see what this is. Because I love Mew. He was amazing. But she, yeah, she. Meow. It just it didn't work with the Huntress. Meow, meow. And the, and the yeah, bird, yeah. the the birds of prey really don't do much in there at all. No, we'll find out when I see. Canary's in the movie more than the other ones. Well, yeah, Canary basically was <laughs> a formation. She's the front of the birds right. of prey. When you have this different, the birds of prey has been so many incarnations. It's, yes. it's not, you know, it's not. Well, that's why the, uh, they're not making the the original birds of prey. They're not doing Huntress, Canary, and Batgirl because Batgirl's not even in it. Right. Well, she was Batgirl. She's not Oracle. But that was that was the whole thing when Birds of Prey. Well, that, that was the other thing. It was Birds of Prey on the TV series, you know, <laughs> which even <coughs> excuse me, um, they had even said that they were trying to stay away from you know because they DC hates and and Warner Bros. completely disavows that show. Even though why do they put it in the air? Even though they put it in the air. Yeah, they put it in the crisis, <laughs> which was really weird. Because Ashley though, Scott's like, I need a job. Yeah, she looked. Like thirty years ago, <laughs> she was. I mean, she wasn't. She's not that talented of an actress. I used to like her, but <laughs> she's. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's director <laughs> Ashley Scott, director writers to Rich, <laughs> care of Nerd. No, no. I. I mean, I was in love with her for a long yes, time. Yes, but, but now just, she's terrible. I just. Didn't. She's worthless and spawns. She's no more than she's Pond old scum. and she's terrible. No, no, no she got disgusting. old. She doesn't have a ponytail. She, didn't have she a doesn't drink beer all the time. What's with the ponytail? The redesigned uh, G.I. Joe. Duke <laughs> has a ponytail. Roblox has a ponytail. Uh, well, Gail Simone, I mean, Gail Simone made a comment about her run of Birds of Prey, too. Was that the longest run of Birds of Prey? Yeah. When she, and she was first, to, uh, everybody said, well, why did you put Huntress in Birds of Prey? And is it because of the TV series? And because, did Warner Brothers at, you know come to you and say, you need to put her or DC. And she said, no, I just, I'd like that character. And I thought it fit very well with the birds of prey. So, cause her run is really the, the catalyst for the whole, for, for, I mean, it's, it's 
Well, her run is like the longest one. It's the longest run, but it's also and it's the, the one that's most, the most well iconic. Known. Yeah. Uh, no, Chuck Dixon's is still the iconic one because it's the start. <sighs> don't argue with me, McCollins. No, no, I don't. I don't mean iconic. I mean more, more, more well known. Nope. You don't think don't so? Remember. Okay. 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 Oh my God, he. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the, the episode of SNL when <laughs> when RuPaul was on and she tries to make him <laughs> into a drag, a drag queen. queen. Um, that's a that's a sound we need. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> are you getting my gist? Jizz. <laughs> that was a bad. This week we got the voice cast for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe. For Terrible. Hey, man. It has to be one of the best voice casts yeah, ever assembled. A lot of people on there that are amazing. Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Nah, you'll I never get me. Man. Love this idea because Skeletor and the Joker. It's an easy jump. Yes, it's a very very easy jump from Skeletor from the Joker to Skeletor. Yes. Um, we have Leon Cunningham as Man at Arms. Which is Davos from, or not Davos, but uh, yeah, Davos, Davos from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Chris Wood as Prince Adam and He Man, which is Monel on Supergirl. Oh, he is. That's right. Yep. Uh, somebody's got to read these because I don't have my glasses on. Diedrich Baker or Bader. Diedrich, yeah, as, as King Randor and, and Trapdoor. I want his Trapdoor to be. Freaking Batman from <laughs> <laughs> Brave and the Bold. Dietrich Bader does a uh, <laughs> he does Batman's voice in Brave and the Bold. And the funniest thing with this that was when New Fifty Two Batman was coming out. So I'm reading, I'm reading Scott Snyder's Batman in Dietrich Bader's voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ethan. Then read them. We got Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. Uh, Stefan Root as Kringer. Stephen Root as Kringer is amazing. Kringer. Yes. I loved I love that chick. Steven Root, most people don't realize how many voices that Steven Root can do and does do. Mm. He does almost all of his uh he he does a ton of his stuff in uh like you really don't know what he looks like. He's the he's one of the guys in, in um Dodgeball. Uh he played the owner in uh in news radio and is amazing. Was he uh Milton, Milton. From, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, that's his. So one of the first things that Mike Judge did was Milton in the office for um, SNL. Yeah, and he f- had Stephen Root do the voice. The Clancy Milton Clancy. So he did, and when they make Office Space the movie, which really has little to do with the, with the thing, it, with the uh, with the the short, it was mm. uh, Stephen Root doing that character, which was perfect. But he's all. I mean. You know, he's also been in movies like Bombshell. Yeah. He's the man in the high castle. He's everything. He's all over the place. So he's, yeah. he's really good. I haven't finished Man in the High Castle, so thanks. Uh, they tell you in the first season. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Is he in the first season? Yes. I don't think he is. <laughs> he's in the first freaking season. Well, I need to rewatch the first season, so you were in rewatching the first season. So Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Most famous is Fat Girl, but everyone was mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we start. Then we start getting into like the uh, the, the weird the ones. Kevin Smith, stuff. the Kevin Smith friends. Jason Mewes is Stinkor. 
Harley Quinn Tony. Smith is Eilina. I don't even remember who Eilina is. I don't either. Tony I, Todd. I, I, is I know they showed the picture. Tony. See, the weird thing with Tony Todd is Tony Todd is just a weird looking dude, so his voice would be interesting. Well, and Scareglow, which is mm. a, which is a, a character that came out towards the yeah. There's a, there's a couple of these that are that are towards well, the end. But isn't this series supposed to continue on where the Sunbow series was? I'm not sure. Um, then you get. I think my favorite casting is Kevin Conroy as Merman. I know. Mm. Like, the, except for Beastman, the the other henchmen that you see all the time, you know, Skeletor and, and Evil Lynn, and then Beastman and Merman and Trapjaw. And but you, Merman wasn't like every episode. Trapjaw wasn't. Uh, and didn't he have like a girl voice? Like yeah. he was underwater. Yeah, like, it's gonna and be they, interesting they to have the, they did the gurgling to have thing. Batman do the gurgling. That would be funny if he does it as Batman, but with the gurgling. <laughs> So we got Lena Head- Hetty as Evil Lynn. Alan Oppenheimer as Moss Man. Now that one's important. That one's very important. Alan Oppenheimer is the original Skeletor. Yes. As well and as Cringer as well as Man at Arms. Because back then, you didn't hire prominent actors to do some of these voices. So they ended up doing 40 of them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, you got Phil Lamar as Hero. It, it's Hero instead of He-Man. And you can tell he's not in the cartoon because the picture is just of him as a figure. But that figure is mm-hmm. from the He-Man Outer Space one. Mm-hmm. Henry Rollins as Triclops. Look at that. You have Henry Rollins doing a voice in Masters of the Universe. Well, he was also really well known for doing Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cyclops is another one that was in quite Tri-clo- a few episodes. Triclops. 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 Triclops and Trapjaw were the fourth and fifth. Yes. But the three, Evil Beast Beastman, and Merman were in almost every episode, if I remember right. You got Susan Eisenberg as Sorceress. Justin Long as Roboto. Stop there. So Justin Long as Roboto, which is great. But He's also w- another friend of Roboto. Smith. Yeah. Roboto. So hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll do the rest of them because you guys don't know which one to say for last. Uh, you have Tiffany yes, Smith as Andrew. Hold on. Kevin Michael Richardson's doing Beastman. That one's interesting. If Michael Richardson's done a ton of voices. Yes, and Chris Summer as Priestess, which has a question mark as a new character. The most important thing is Griffin Newman doing Orko because that means we know that Orko's in the series. Uh-huh. You're like, man, we got to get Orko in there because Orko was the original character created for the original series because they're like, you know, He-Man, when we look at these characters, they're all pretty gay and they all bash each other's brains in. We need some comic relief and it's not just Cringer, so here's Orko. And then you didn't get a figure for Orko for like three waves, God, man. Dude, Orko took forever. It took forever and then it had the, the you know, whizz and he would go squirming all over the place. But then you got, remember in the cartoon, you had Orko and his like family and you know, there were other... And then you get the movie, and you get Gildor. Yes. Instead of doing Orko, they did Gildor. <laughs> it was some um, crazy. And then when you got to the 2000 cartoons, Orko wasn't comic relief anymore. That's the problem. Orko no, had an edge. Them. The good thing with this is, is is both are they on Netflix? Yes. There's going to be two Masters of the Universe cartoons. There's the one that, that is going to be the continuation of the Sunbow, which is going to be more in that style, which is this one. And then that Kevin Smith is doing. And then there's supposed to be another one, which is more geared towards adults. I don't think you'll ever see that. That one, I don't I don't see how you could do two of them at the same no, time. No, I mean, is, is the original in the 2000 series on Netflix right now? Uh, available on Netflix. Because I've never seen the 2000 series. I've only seen the original. It was for a long time. Because I think, I think that's one of those shows. There's 595 episodes in the first season, right? <laughs> yes. We do that's five before a week. they did seasons. Yeah, that's before. That's when they're like, we got to make five new episodes every week for twenty six weeks out of the year. <laughs> yep. 
All I'm saying is, why isn't Dolph Lundgren doing a, a voice? Because you can't understand a word he says anymore. <laughs> He's gotten worse. He's too busy doing like chemistry experiments and not blowing up the world. See, one of the things, the problem with the Dolph Masters, Lundgren, one of the smartest men in the world. <laughs> one of the problem with Masters of the Universe that they did in 2000 was, uh, and they, um, Cartoon Network does this sometimes, but Disney does it a lot too, where. They have a show, but then they start to change it a little bit, so they change the title of the show. So instead of being He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was what it was, they changed it to being Masters of the Universe versus the Snake Men. So it changed the title, so... They fight Cobra. (laughs) But you couldn't find it. G.I. Joe. Is that G.I. Joe crossover? No, it's dude comes over and says, Hey, bulky dudes, go fight Cobra. And then they all got shot by lasers because they were all carrying swords. But the, the two thousand or the early two thousands one was really good. There were some there were some good cartoons there that people forget. The TMNT cartoon two thousands was really good, and of course you know most recently they had those six episodes it of Thundercats, like which looked amazing, and then they dumped it. And they're like, we're gonna make Thundercats really small. It looks like it might be on Prime Video. Yeah, you a have buy, like a buy Prime Video. I find most of my queue ends up being stuff that you're supposed to buy, and I'm like, well, crap, I don't want that either. You gotta choose the one that says now available with Prime. I know. And when I go through Prime, what happens is to go down. I'm like, oh, that movie's cool, but it's in the buy or rent one. Mm-hmm. I just saw uh, something for that. I was like, well, that sucks. I'm not gonna buy it. I've already spent enough. Now it says video un- un- unavailable. So <coughs> sorry, um, fake. It's already been, it's already been canceled. But this here's the, the here's the cast. Oh, it's canceled. This looks like it could be. A very, I was already interested in. It, and now I'm like, really like, whoa, this is gonna be good. Because the she, I mean, the She-Ra on She-Ra is so much better than it has any right to be. But it's so different than the original. Well, yeah, because they're all gay. So there's that. (laughs) There's one dude in the entire series, except for the main villain. Let me tell you, he is the best friend of everybody. Yeah. So now, uh, with this being on Netflix, you think they'd do like a crossover between She-Ra and... It depends if the styles are close. I don't think so. I don't so. think the styles the are sky, close. The styles won't be close. No? No. I want to see She-Ra show up in that Thundercats one, because it'll just be, even be like, wow, we found something that's even cuter than us. The Thundercat one is just... It's going to be odd. Because, I mean, it really... It's... Here's the thing. If you made Teen Titans go into one of the best comedic com- cartoons you've ever seen... We'll see what happens. See, I was just going to say, it's that style, almost that mm-hmm. style of cartoon. It's the same. Th- it's the same tone where you take the characters and their, their, um, their, their attributes and 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 themes and everything, and then turn it into a, you know, every episode is Robin trying to prove how badass he is as the leader because right. he's the leader. Why am I the leader? Because I'm the only one who's the leader. It gets really intense to all the stuff and. Raven's weird, and Starfire doesn't understand what's going on because she's an alien, and Cyborg is super, really happy because that kid, his voice is like, I can't do any other voice than that. That voice is so weird when you get him in, uh, you get him in the game, in the fighting game, the Injustice game. <laughs> what? I don't need Booyah when Superman's like murdering people left and right. Come on. <laughs> well, when you get, you know, because even Beast Boy in that is, I mean. Yeah, Beast Boy's very different because he's the kid of the, he was always the kid of the team. He's yeah. the youngest one in the Teen Titans, so. That show is so good. There's so many on there. It's awesome. The squishy. The squishy. <laughs> the squishy was When good. the squishy escapes, it's still my favorite episode. When he goes across the continent and falls in love with like a French girl <laughs> who's dating a mobster. 
It's so dumb, but it's so good. I love it so much. And no, they didn't cancel the original Teen Titans to start this Teen Titans. Ah, I know. The original Teen Titans was canceled years before this was developed. They canceled the original Teen Titans because nobody was watching. Now, they canceled Young Justice because they showed the same episode, I think, 186 <sighs> weeks in a row. As many times as... Uh, uh, as anger management showed, <laughs> they showed that one episode of Happy Harbor. Welcome to Happy Harbor, over and over and over again. And it wasn't because that was a two-parter, so you only got the first part. Pretty much. <laughs> you did you? Oh wait, no, you didn't. Did you get DC Universe? No, you just watched Teen Titans on the or uh, Titans on the video, right? You yeah, thought it or something like that. Yeah. Have anyone seen Young Justice season three? Everyone talks about Titans and Swamp Thing or whatever. Titans amazing. No one's ever told me. <laughs> No one's told me what, how Young Justice Season 3 is. One of the few reasons I would get that. Like, I want to watch Young Justice Season 1 and 2. It was so good. And then they're like, nope. See, the problem is when it's been so long, Oh yeah, a lot of people just lose interest. Yeah. Well, it's also you lose that momentum. Yeah. Oh, that's and, 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 totally and it. it. It's such an odd series anyway because the jump in time to go from Robin. I mean, you're just watching it and you're like, oh, no, aliens. Don't worry. We'll stop them, Robin. End scene. New scene. Hey, I'm Nightwing, and the Justice League has been disappearing for it's disappeared for five years. It takes thirty minutes to tell you that. Like, why is Nightwing in this? What is, what happened? Wait, is that is that supposed to be Tim? Is that well, that was wasn't a, it supposed? We were assuming the original Robin was Tim or something, but it's it's Dick, and now Dick's Nightwing, and Tim's now the new Robin, and the Justice League has disappeared for five years. You know, it's funny though, you and you go through all of that, and you're just sort of like, I don't understand why this exists. You mentioned Titans, but Titans is really more like Young Justice because I don't remember Young Justice. Using they have the Superboy. Yeah, but I don't remember them using the F word. They have Wonder Girl. They have. I mean, I don't remember that episode where they had Aqualad. You know. He's in Happy Harbor and he tells F Batman. They have Destro's daughter. Deathstroke's daughter. Is that Destro's daughter? <laughs> Destro's daughter. He's losing Joe. You excited for the new figures? We should be seeing them next week. I want to see what they look like first. Because if they if it's Jazzwares and it's the Fortnite ones, they'll be out of they'll be out of proportion. If they're doing the same thing. Which they can still be Jazzwares and not be the ones that look like the Fortnite ones. Correct. Because the Fortnite ones are done in silly proportions because it's based on a game. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if they use classic costumes, if they use classic costumes with a tweak, or are they redesigned, if they're like Sigma 6, where they're really redesigned from the ground That's up. That's what I'm outside afraid of. of the, outside of the thing. Sigma 6 is, it looks great. The problem is it's G.I. Joe. I'm afraid. Like if Sigma 6 was just its own line and it wasn't called Roadblock and Duke and Storm Shadow, like, oh, this is cool. I'm afraid they're going to be disproportionate. You know, I, th- like I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be really bulky. The the bulk with the weird shaped heads and kind of that. I'm I'm I, I'll see. I mean, everyone's going six inch. In a way, six inches <laughs> cheaper to make because the parts are bigger to put together from the little kids. So, but knowing how successful the Black Series is for for. Um, Star Wars. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. That's the thing is, what, that what is the, true. the guys from the, the, the guys in G.I. Joe groups are like, I don't understand why G.I. Joe is not more successful. Like, it's a war. Mm-hmm. Like we've been in we've been in a war since 2001. Right. Do we really want war toys? Some of us say yes. Most of us say no. Kids don't play war to war anymore. They don't play cowboys and Indians. They don't play things. Well, like that's because that. it's racist. <laughs> so because well, it's, it's not a cell phone, but it's also yeah. <laughs> it's also looked looked down upon to have you know to play. It's hard to get realistic weapons yeah. and stuff. I mean, look, 
we'll see what happens when you get a new movie. But if the movie Snake Eyes based, it's just all going to be ninjas. Yep. And that'll be fine. But even even Marvel dumped its three and three quarter because they're like, well, we're doing Wolverine with a machine gun. I don't know. I we'll see what what it looks like. I'm more wondering if they're going to tell you, give you any hints as to what the line for the Snake Eyes movie will be. Will mm-hmm. it be in three and three quarter or? Is it going to be like what's happened with the Star Wars Black Series line, which was, we're going to do the Black Series, we're doing all these classic characters, Disney buys us, Episode 7 comes out, and we're like, well, we're not going to do any of the Cantina aliens, but we're going to give you Constable Zuvio, who's literally not in the film. See, and you have to do those new figures for the film in order to keep it up to date, and here we are, 25 years and 60 years or whatever into the Black Series, we don't have Dr. Evans in, in Ponda Baba. We don't have Mama Nadon. We don't have Figuring Nana. We don't have Ewoks. Yep. We don't have Lobot. We have major characters from the original trilogy that are missing, but we have 45 releases of Luke, Luke. Skywalker. Yeah. You know, we finally just Luke's got a wedge. Then. I love someone on the Black Series site, uh, Facebook group page, was like, I don't understand. Why did they give Wedge, why did they give wedge a, a, a hook on his belt? Like, Wedge doesn't use a lightsaber. Why is it there? And someone's like, it's, the, it's just the Luke body. <laughs> And that's where, like, it's the head. Yeah, that's that's why that figure is so easy to make. But it's also unforgivable why there is no bigs. Yep. Why there is no Dutch. Like, come on. All you got to do is change the head. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the gloves. Right. Like, how do I not have bigs in the helmet? How do I not have Dutch in the helmet? I don't know. I mean, give me somebody else in it. But still, like, can you just just fill in that part of the mold so it doesn't (laughs) doesn't get that? Just cut it off. Well, you're not going to cut it off once the thing's. You have to hire one more person to, to cut it off yeah. and they then repaint it. Remold it and everything. Repaint it. Um, Actually, in the mold, yeah, in, in that part of the mold, you just fill it in or Wait, cover well, it. Or problem, well, then you can't do any more Luke's. No, you just cover it. Sure. Or you put, you, all you wax have to do it. is put wax or foam yeah. in and it still come out. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that the, the G.I. Joe line is going to look like the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Not that that's a bad line, but it, not for the main line. Yeah, it. You're not going to get different permutations. The thing with this is six inches telling me that they're not going to do three and three quarter. Oh, true, totally. Yeah, which is if you use if you use this as what the black series was intended pre Disney, which was to do a, a small series. line of collectors, you know, only the biggest figures or, or the biggest characters or characters that are super important to know because Greedo's in like the second wave. Right. The only reason Greedo's in the second wave was because Han was in the second wave. Right. And I think they couldn't figure out how to do Chewie yet. Why yeah. Chewie kept getting getting pushed back. Or Chewie in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, just, you didn't have Chewie for another like two waves. Yeah. Instead of releasing, you know, you release Luke, R2, Darth Maul makes sense in the Sand Trooper. Okay. But it also gives you a and bad then you guy get, to go against Han. Yeah. It was because of the scene. That's yes. it. Yes. You know. It's just like you did Slave Leia simply because you wanted to do a Jabba. Right. You're never doing Slave Leia on its own. Yeah. That's an expensive figure to make, which is now an expensive figure to find, even though it was so easy to find for so long. I still don't think I ever got that figure. I got it because my mommy bought it. Because the the head scan was terrible. Well, the head scan was terrible. Every time I passed by that figure, I was just like, no, I can't. (laughs) Well, it's not a scan at the time. That's all. That's that's part of the problem, too. When when, When the technology gets better, now you have all the six inch guys going, I need them to re-release the Slave Leia, the original Han Solo. I need them to re-release Qui-Gon Jinn because I want the head scans. Like, okay, so you want them to release 40 new figures. You have a wish list of 40 figures, of brand new characters, and you have a wish list of 80 figures they need to redo with the head scan. What are you going to do? 
Because let me tell you, Hasbro ain't releasing just a box of heads. That would be awesome. That would be the best way to do it. You just scan the heads. <laughs> that and you're would like, be the greatest thing. Here's all your Lukes, Hans, Leia's, all the early stuff that you can redo, and they're all in the real scan technology. God, versus... that, would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> they still can't get Poe's head right. I know. It's the only thing I want. I'm, I'm fascinated to see. I'm wondering if he was never available for the scan, so they had to go. I'm wondering if someone in, in Hasbro hates Oscar Isaacs. I have a feeling and we just are decided going to, to make feeling, him look like a crow magnet. I have a feeling at some point we will get an episode seven, or excuse me, episode nine Poe. Oh yeah, no, the, you're you're the, you're gonna get Poe and Finn probably in the next two ways, and it will be a real scan. So we'll finally get, the, and everybody will but the buy problem up with Poe. But the other, the, the unforgivable thing is, is the head. The pilot Poe in the first release or second wave or whatever for episode seven. Yeah. The Poe in the two pack with the riot trooper, which doesn't make any sense. Right. He's in he's in the outfit that he's wearing at the end when he's on the uh the, the car with the jacket and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's him it's him from uh it's him from Jakku because yeah. he has the jacket. With the riot trooper who is on Takadana. So the two of them are together. But that head is completely different. Oh yeah. Than the head that's on the pilot figure. And of course, because the pilot figure has the helmet. But, then but the whoever, eight. <laughs> whoever sculpted the head. I'm going to have to ask them that this year at Comic-Con. Whoever sculpted the head for the two-pack release is not the same person who sculpted nope. the head with the helmet. So it's like Bob does a great face, but Jim does the helmet really well. Yeah. And Why instead of Bob having and Jim work together. Instead of having <laughs> Bob Jim together, let's have some Jim Bob make me some Poe Dameron. Was the the episode eight one wasn't that bad? Oh, was it? it was horrible. It can't be as bad it as wasn't the pilot. As bad, but the pilot looks still... like a bowling ball. <laughs> it's it was, it unbelievable. Wasn't as bad, but it's still pretty bad. Oh, no, they're all bad. It wasn't as bad, but it was bad. Oh, the the pilot one, and I love that design and everything. Yeah. But like, that's also oh. the, that whole first run of those three main characters were not very well. Ray's done. wasn't. That rays, no, I don't like. That's my least favorite head out of all of them, out of all the rays that have been released. Oh, that's my oh, least. Oh yeah, favorite. the the first ones is. Well, you also have what's the story that I've heard from more ray than was one the first real scan too. The, the 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 story that I've heard from more than one person is that the start for those figures was extremely late. I can imagine because that. the company that was supposed to go and do the pictures and the scanning and everything that they were supposed to do that they had done for earlier stuff that then they take those files and they sell them to Hasbro and they sell them to, you know, sideshow or whatever. That company was asked to do that for free instead of receiving a fee for it. Yeah. Which means they went with a company in England when they were shooting at Pinewood and that company had no idea what the hell they were doing. So once they finally got the pictures and the photo references and the scanning that they could do for props and stuff like that, they're already way behind. Right. So the sculpting on it was probably done very, very quickly. It's also why you have something like Constable Zuvio because it's just like, we just need to do a character. Yeah. And then JJ's like, joke's on you. <laughs> we got Kylo Ren. <laughs> we got the First Order Trooper. We got Ray, And we have Constable Zuvio. I think there was, wasn't there only four figures in that first wave? Chewie. Joey wasn't in the first wave for, for yeah, was. First Awakens. Then what's the sixth figure? Or do they double Ray? Finn. Finn, Finn. that's right. Finn was the, the sixth. That's one of those. I know I'm not a completist because I do not have that Finn. 
I hate that gun. That gun, gu- that gun that looks like a that looks like a drill. I think that's the only fin I picked up. I picked up the first order fin from episode eight. I like well, that. That shows you that I have them all. <laughs> and I like I like his costume and his I like his design in in episode nine. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good face scan too because he's got that kick ass hair that's in yeah. it too. Yeah. No. You know what? Episode the how how it should have ended has <laughs> Finn in it screaming the whole time. I think he screams Ray, Ray 145. Well, you know what? He, they finally admitted what he was trying to tell her. And it's not I love you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I want to bone you. It's I'm force sensitive. Yeah. That's also, why, uh, I think that's also why have they you, changed Have you it. read the, the visual dictionary? Part of it. Have you read Jana? No. Have you read Lando's? I I know that uh, there's a, there is another connection, right? The Lando one for it literally says that his child was taken yes, from him. Yes, yes, that I knew. I read that part of it. That's gonna be a movie. Yeah, Lando and Jana, and he's gonna kiss her, and then realize <laughs> that they're they're father and daughter. Because he'll just say like, "Well, if it worked for Luke and Leia, so uh, where are you from? You, that's where I'm from. <laughs> well, why don't we go find out together?" <laughs> Your mother, your mother and daughter, or your 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 father and daughter. Well, guess who Han told me about two brother brothers brothers and sisters. Guess who Jana's mother is? The Twi'lek from Last Shot. Mara Jade. No. (laughs) Leia. There were so many people with the (laughs) soapies. Well, you You make Mara Jade black. God. Not even that. Just the no, fact you can that make Lando her white. slept with her and had a child with. Oh no! You make Mara Jade's entire backstory is connected to Lando, and she's black. And oh. She's like a straight African princess soul sister. You would see a riot in the Star Wars. All, the, all those ones that pretend that they're not. Feeling, I haven't watched any of the Star Wars things since since Episode Eight because I'm so disappointed. Except I watched Galaxy of Adventures <laughs> Episode Nine, The Mandalorian four times. I've read every single book and cloned all of the films, all of the toys as well, and all of the things. But um, I I refuse to participate in this Star Wars mockery. Those guys will actually leave. They'll be just like, oh, what? No. Mara Jade is black? You think, you think the backlash for episode eight was bad. <laughs> when you say episode eight and a half, which is episode six and a half, Lando finds a babe. Mara Jade. And the babe's name is Mara Jade. <laughs> <laughs> that comic book comes out and people just, oh. Did I ever tell you about my mining colony? Because let me tell you what I'm going to mine. <laughs> What was she name her? Jonna. And so it cuts to episode nine. What's your name? Jonna. Oh, crap. Give Leia my love. Yeah. <laughs> you bone that. So on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Can you imagine when the book comes out and we read that? And it's like, give Leia my love. Lando knew that he slept with Leia about 20 <laughs> years ago. Oh, yeah. And their daughter was taken away from them. By someone wearing a suit that said, I'm from the First Order. Hello there. I really hope that in the Kenobi, he doesn't say hello there. Hello there. I really hope you figure out how to. You're going to change this water. These fish are going to die. I just put in tablets to get rid of it. Well, they're not working. All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap things up. On that note, we're going to talk about the fish. (laughs) Make sure you start talking about Oscars. Isn't one of the the fish named Oscar? No. You named them all like. There's red fin, there's black fin, and then there's gold butt or something, and. 
thought they were all named after fantastical beasts. No. The only thing that's named after fantastical beasts. When is uh when is she gonna sell our Harry Potter stuff? Is that soon? No, she's still like uh, I'm, you, you know sure? what I'm reading the I, I'm, I told you that already. Uh make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash That's right. The only thing that Rich can read is kid, children's books. <laughs> <laughs> and Star Wars. Comics and children's not books. Not if he does not wear his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I just finished. <laughs> I just finished reading Ready Player One <laughs> and Armada. Yes, two books that were written by someone who is below a child's reading level. Hey, that's not nice. It's Wait, not. Th- you, neither are those two food. Th- aren't you Ready Player One is written um, terribly. It I is a terribly, no. horribly written book. It is not. Yes, it's it is. So good. How did I get into? How do I get? I'm captured. I'm thrown into this co- corporate jail. Yeah, like- how do I get out of it? Two lines. Oh, I'm 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 sad. I'm you know I'm depressed. I'm not going to be here. Either way, I can get out of here because I bought a code from someone 46 pages ago that you didn't see. That is <laughs> bullshit. And you've already said shit, so I'm going to say it. That is a bullshit line. Way too much expedition in it. He does not write action well. It's a horrible concept, which is trying is him just trying to justify that the life spent watching fucking war games enough to know all the lines. <laughs> He's got a beat button. He'll figure it I out. I don't have a beat button. Oh, wait. Does he have to edit it? Yes. Okay. He have fucking <laughs> war games knowing every fucking line means something. And it doesn't. It just doesn't. But he's trying to make it as if Says we want to live in a world. who knows nearly every yes. Simpsons line. And I'll tell you right now, that means nothing. In the real world. And that's what I mean. But in the Oasis, it did That's mean the something. problem. He tries to create a world in which knowing war games and knowing how to play Joust means something. All the stuff that you wasted your time on for the entire thing instead of learning how to fix cars, learning how to work, work, build computers, learning how to be a politician, all the things that would matter or, or try to because matter in the, the world, world he gets dissolved rid of into a dystopia. Right, because we're too busy watching war games 40 times in no. a row. Yes. It fell into a dystopia We've screwed that. everything up because we don't actually participate in society. All we care about is the same things we cared about when we were 13. I know this. <laughs> I accept oh, yeah. this. But that's what it is. I'm still obsessed with the same stuff when I'm 13. G.I. Joe, Dinosaurs, Star Wars, and Marvel. I'm 14 years. No, I'm 12. Sorry, Melissa told me I'm 12, <laughs> and I can't. I, I can't say it's wrong. I'm watching the same damn TV series. Cart- I'm watching we, we, we Masters of the Universe. I'm watching uh, Star Wars. I'm watching Transformers. It's the same stuff. We haven't done anything in 30 years. The 30 years to get to the point where Star Wars existed. Go from 1953 to 1983 and see the differences in entertainment. Go yes. from 83 to now. I know it's totally the same. We, half this show we talked about rebooting things that exactly, <laughs> and we do it because we can't let go of that stuff. Yes, and our society stagnates because we think it's really important. I know all the issues of Spider Man. I'm a 42 year old dork who lives in my mom's basement because I can't find a real job because the only skill I have is to figure out which comic book issue Spider Man tells somebody else that he doesn't like hamburgers. Like that's what doesn't mean anything. But in Ernest Klein's world. That's the most important person in the whole goddamn world. Because and the it's fact stupid. that stupid. No, because the fact yes. that, that the reason people became obsessed with it was because the creator of the Oasis was leaving billions no, of dollars. They became obsessed with it already. No. No, no. You got to look at the psychology of the writer and the psychology of the writer is to try and find a world in which all the stuff that he wasted his life on 
on means something. And it worked for him because he made up this book and people like you read it. <laughs> it's a, it's totally misogynistic. It's a terrible book. Uh, oh, it is an awful misogynistic book. It's, uh, a, oh, yes, it is. She's so worried about her appearance. And then she shows up. I have a little, a little birthmark right here. Yeah, but you're still hot. Let's bang. But, Let's go. But she's not. Hell, the movie's more progressive because the other character, the second character is a gay black woman. It's the same thing in the book. But it's still, it doesn't mean anything in it. It just, it's not, it's, sorry, it's terrible. It's a terrible book. It's not. It is a terrible book. It's it not. is terribly and written. You know, it is terribly concepted. It is terribly written. It is terribly drawn out. It is terribly deus ex machina over and over and over and over again. Mm, yes. No. I put him in a prison. He put himself. No, as a writer, I put him in a prison. I got to the point where I realized I needed to take him out. And instead of going back and rewriting something earlier where I give the audience a clue that he has this get out of jail free card and I lie to you for the entire time he's there that his internal monologue is everything sucks. I wrote four lines that says what they don't know is that two months ago I bought a, a master key code from some online hacker and I'm out. That literally is right there. I almost threw the book across the room. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because there's no, there's, it's not earned at all. It's just four lines because he wrote himself into a corner and said, the only way I can get out of this corner is to write four lines. And I don't have to do the work to go back and figure out how to move it into the plot. Well, it's no different than when George Lucas writes himself into a corner and has to make Lucas. And, and everybody hates what Lucas writes. <laughs> but I, I get. <sighs> it's terrible. Look. Neither of you are going to convince the other on the opposite. Yeah, but I'm going to work you on it. You are not going to yeah. convince right. him that it's a terrible book, and you are not going to convince him that it's a good book. So let's just Nobody leave it on the planet can so convince leave, me it's a good book. We'll no, it's it. more fun to do it this way, because at some point, someone's going to actually tell him that I'm right. Eventually, I'm going to get a word in about it, too. Oh, you can get all the words in yet, but they don't, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't say they're wrong. Oh, Look. yes, I can, because it's not written well. It is factually not written well at all. It is not a good story. It is not written well. The characters aren't very good. The misogyny is there. I'm sorry. You don't want to see it, but it's there. It's a book that when it came out, everyone fawned over and thought it was amazing. And six years later, when you really looked at it, that book is not good. It's not good at all. And it, I, it exists. It's, it's, it's a fascinating good. psychological piece. He of enjoys it. He enjoys it. Let him enjoy it. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. You know? I'm just telling him that enjoying it, there are other things that are a lot better to <laughs> enjoy not, because... I'm just telling you enjoying it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It's totally wrong. It's wrong to enjoy that book. It's a terrible but see, book. see, there's more to it than that. It's also... Here's the thing. If you admitted it was a terrible book and you still enjoyed it, I'd be perfectly fine with it. But I don't find it a terrible book. That's what I'm talking and, about. And even though and the more I read it, the more I find undertones I cannot believe you read that book more than once. What the... What Ernest Klein was trying to say with it because a lot of it. Yes. There is a lot of, I want it, you um, to go. Does your daughter have like a reading list for school? I don't know. Okay. Anymore. When she does read those instead, rather than I've reading read those books. No, read. you haven't read those books and you <laughs> to read ready player one again. Come on. What are you going to get out of that book? Well, this time I got out of it that I think that Ernest Klein was trying to say at the end of it that, uh, when he met his wife or he, the birth of his daughter is when he found himself not needing those tropes of the Oasis to be a person. Complete tripe. All right. So our board is telling us we have limited space. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to stop. 
<laughs> All right, so make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. And if you have an opinion... We encourage you to read Ready Player One and then tell us which one of us is right. I would love for people to read Ready Player One and tell us what they think about it. They're not going to. Nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> so for Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying Ready Player One is a really good book and you should read it. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>